This is anime is anime for jerks. Is for jerks. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta harmonize a little better. Never on that seen, one. never heard a worse synchronization. It's gonna be, it would be so hard for us to get synchronized with the amount of delay that we apparently have. Yeah, like when we talk but, on here, I always think like, oh, we're talking instantaneously and stuff. But then when we actually try to do the clap thing to synchronize audio, I realize just how how delayed we obviously are. <laughs> Well, you can you can sync the the audio tracks using that little that little bit. God, if I <laughs> I would just like cut out that little bit and sync them to make it sound more like like we're saying it at the same time. Exactly. Uh, and, but then keep the rest synced normally because otherwise it would just be like wildly out of sync. That would be <laughs> so hard. That would be such a hard thing to do. Anyway, um, last last month we talked about Neon Genesis Evangelion, the TV show. And this month, we are talking about the sort of supplementary follow-up Evangelion content, uh, which is <laughs> e- End of Evangelion and the Rebuilds of Evangelion. Um, Evangelion content. Evangelion content. <laughs> um, At least one of those is, 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 deserves no better term than content. Ever since uh, we decided to do this episode, I have been trying to formulate a post in my head, and I'll probably make this post when, uh, along with the episode announcement, um, where it's the, the last shot of End of Ava. I am Shinji, you are Asuka, and choking is showing you Ava content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, which is funny, because that's the best scene in the entire franchise that's i don't even disagree with that yeah. um i think that's a pretty that's a pretty fair shout so before we talk about end of eva we should probably talk about what it is and why it exists right um so we talked so the, we, the show yeah. let's let's give like the the yes 10 second summary so, yeah if you don't if you don't know anything about evangelion you should go watch last month's episode watch, well, let me see if I, let me to... see if i can summarize yes the first that's, i would like to hear you in like 30 seconds so Shinji is this catastrophically depressed young boy uh, who has, it deals with abandonment issues and insecurity and his uh, sociopath dad summons him to pilot a mech containing the soul of his mother. That's the lore explanation for why he's the, o- the chosen child who can, he's the only one who can pilot this. You're going too deep. And he meets a, a bunch of other depressed children and adults and they all hurt each other and uh, in the end of the original series that we have two episodes that are basically each of the characters working through their own depression and yes. issues most notably Shinji Asuka who's, who's a lot like Shinji in that she's deeply insecure and only sees her worth yes. in others evaluations of her but expresses that through arrogance and gregariousness instead of uh, withdrawing from the world. Misato, who is just, like, hilarious, but she's less important than these two, so 
this this can't fit in the a wine mom. Let's go. With that. Yeah, a wine mom. Um, and well, really more yeah, of a beer mom. So, so yeah, the the end of the the end of the original series is basically them working through their issues and a kind of kind of contrived like like breakthrough for Shinji. And we get a little congratulations scene at the end where everyone's clapping, where he learns self-worth. Um, and even though the the main plot to do with mechs and end of the world and aliens is completely jettisoned, we get some sort of happy ending. Yes. So yeah, so that's... Also, they fight monsters and giant robots, which I <laughs> we didn't, we didn't mention that at all. Um, well, it's not important. It, fair, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so the last two episodes of, of the show... Where are this sort of like avant-garde uh, animation experiment thing that was produced on an extremely limited budget with extremely limited time? But the thing that they come up with actually works really, really well for conveying the themes of the show because they decided to provide a resolution to like the characters' like internal struggles rather than like any of the unimportant plot bullshit. Um, <laughs> and fans hated it. Every death threats level. They said, like, they said death threats to Hideaki Anno. Uh, it's got nothing they, on this. They vandalized the Gainax studio entryway. Jesus. Um, you can actually, in one of the, the end bits of Evangelion, where it's like flashing a bunch of images, like at sub one frame, one of the frames that's shown in there is a picture of the vandalized Gainax studio entrance. Oh, God. Oh. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, End of Evangelion was marketed as a alternative ending to the show um and what how, how you interpret alternative depends on how you felt about the original ending and how you feel about end of evangelion <laughs> um because if you really hated the original ending um then you are likely to interpret alternative as replacement as like <laughs> this is this was the true ending the whole time and this is what they always wanted to do but they didn't have the time or budget to do it so they came up with this shitty compromise um, that was the, the broadcast ending of the show. Whereas if you liked the original ending of the show, because you're smart, um, <laughs> then you are likely to interpret Evangelion in the way that I, that I think it really is, which is part, partly stuff that they probably wanted to do for the original, for the original ending, and largely a enormous middle finger at people who didn't like the original ending. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this was released in, uh, a sort of weird thing about it is that it was released as two separate movies called Evangelion Death and Rebirth and then The End of Evangelion. Um, and when we talk about The End of Evangelion, we're talking about both of them together. And so, like, the first half up until basically, like, the end of the world is Death and Rebirth. And then everything after that is The End of Evangelion. But yeah, everybody just calls the, the whole thing The End of Evangelion. Yeah, and they did, they did that because they ran out of money halfway through production. Um, um, oh, I thought it was to mirror the or kind of the the two episodes that they're kind of yeah. uh, overlaying. I I'm sure it's partly that also that, but I'm, I, the other, the other neat thing that it lets them do is it lets them in the second half of the movie have footage of people watching the first half of the movie. Oh, um, that's what that footage is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so End of Evangelion is, it's plot wise, very, very different basically the polar opposite of the last two episodes of the show but both of them take place immediately after uh episode 24 where shinji is forced to kill kaoru who is the only person who has ever loved him unconditionally because he is the final angel um and in the original show 
that it just sort of goes straight from there with nothing else immediately to third impact instrumentality. Shinji is locked away in the ego void with nothing to, to do but contemplate his, his own existence. Uh, but in, in End of Ava, instead, it sort of picks up with some of the plot elements relating to nerve and seal mm-hmm. um, yeah. that that were that are that get sort of get dropped in the original show. So the thing that is happening in, in the very beginning is that Seal is atta- Seal attacks Nerve headquarters to try to initiate the third impact and cause and like initiate the human instrumentality project, which is their like long term goal throughout the entire show that sort of hinted at vaguely and at no point during this episode, the previous episode, or any episode, do we ever really figure out what the fuck instrumentality is. Um, we will never know that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I thought it was just more or less the, like, unification of all souls into a single, like, a single... Like, I guess it thing. is that. Um, well, it's that in End of Ava in... The rebuilds, we'll get to the rebuilds. It's, I don't know what it is anymore. Um, yeah. and then. Yeah, I, I completely stopped paying attention to like the, the, that side of the plot at, when I got to the rebuilds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so in order to do this, uh, so Shinji, he's just, he's just been through some shit, uh, over the past, uh, 24 episodes. Yeah. He's had a bad time. Well, uh, I want to mention briefly, like, the, when I said, like, combining all the souls. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, this is a repeat of what we said last episode. But like, um, at some point, Gendo Shinji's father, who, um, uh, who's, I mean, he's like, his only, the only person he ever seems to show like compassion towards is his dead wife. Uh, but I think, I think. I think the only interesting thing about the rebuilds is that it 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 argues against his caring even about his wife. Um, yeah. But so he mentions at one point that like all of human suffering is caused by our inability to connect with each other, and so the the um, of course that's obvious in the case of Shinji. He's he's dealt with so much abandonment and stuff that he ha- he's unable to form healthy connections with other people and that's why he ends up hurting himself and everyone else throughout the show and so i don't i forget if it's gendo's idea or seal the big like illuminati um group their idea is to solve this kind of plight of of humankind by uh merging every soul into one so there's no individuality anymore and everyone is just part of the same like yeah and everyone so everyone melts into tang (laughs) Um, exactly um so yeah so the first thing that happens in end of evangelion is that shinji masturbates to completion over asuka's comatose body that is the first thing that happens in this movie i have never seen a more brutal and direct thesis statement in a fiction film. Uh, <laughs> it's... It is... N- like, nothing short of just... Just a complete evisceration of... Shinji's views on women and by by proxy... The audience's views of the female characters in the show. 
Um, because right. a, a, like a really important thing to realize about the show is that it's taking advantage of a sort of a sort of f- fact of the mecha genre that it's in, which is that Shinji is the magic boy who pilots the giant robot, and by virtue of that, he is the audience surrogate. You and, know? and then we've got the, the basically the little harem of all the uh, all the other pilots, except when we get to Kaur, are are young, yes. attractive women. Uh, and and uh, Misato, the the commander, and Ritsuko, the head scientist, are both also attractive women. Yeah. Uh, and so, what the show thinks about Shinji is implicitly what it thinks about its audience. Right. Um. And so it's it's basically like because a huge p- part of this movie is dedicated to Ano sort of venting his frustration with otaku. And <laughs> and with otaku, the otaku subculture and with its equivalents here in the U.S. Uh, yeah. and uh, all around the world, not just of people who fix it on anime, but on people who fix it on anything. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, and 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 yeah, Shinji's like misogyny is like emphasized far more in End of Ava because like it starts with uh, Asuka in a coma, so that happens in the original series. She, uh, yes. her, her kind of arc is that she, as as Shinji continues to outshine her in in piloting the Avas, her self worth plummets because, like Shinji, she can only she, her she has no she her her self worth is tied to people's praise of her, and if she's not the best pilot, she ha, she has no worth. So so. She continues to get worse and worse, um, and then because yeah. every time, because one... every time she fails, people are just like, "Well, you're not the best pilot anymore." She's a better pilot than you, and then that makes her yeah. worse because she loses her confidence, and then she exactly. fails more, and then so on and so forth until she can't even pilot an Ava anymore at all. Right, and so she gets she has a breakdown during a fight with an angel, and she slips into a coma. And handles and Messiah so... is just blasting the whole time. Right, that's wild. Uh, Shinji. The end of Ava opens with Shinji trying, basically trying to wake her up in the hospital. And so at first, it's he's just like Asuka, wake up! Like it seems like he's just innocently concerned. And then it becomes increasingly disturbing that he needs her awake in order to comfort him. He's not con- yeah. like like all his. And that and that becomes explicitly stated later by Asuka that is that yes. his his concern for others is always because he needs yeah to be acknowledged or comforted or yeah. so whenever whenever he reaches out to people it's 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 ultimately self interested and so he begins like more and more violently shaking Asuka trying trying to wake her up uh and then he ends up like tearing some of the um medical her hospital gown falls open falls open her, essentially. and then her hospital gown falls open um, her titties are all out and then Shinji cranks then it to 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 drive the point home in the least subtle way possible which is necessary for Moron Otaku for, for these for these fucking perverts. Yeah, he he masturbates. Uh, yeah, and, and we're and off then, with and, a bang. And then it's it's say the line, Shinji, and he says, "I'm so fucked up." 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think my subtitles worded it exactly like that. Yeah, but in my copy, I've seen different versions of this. The I like the I'm so fucked up translation more because it's more iconic, I guess. <laughs> but in the one that I watched this time, uh, he said, I'm the worst. Yeah, I think that was mine, too. Um, so, yes. So, so then immediately after that, Seal, like, organizes all of the world's militaries to go and bust down Nerve's door and just kill everyone in there. Uh, to take over Nerve and to to initiate the third impact and, and instrumentality, um, and then now I, now this doesn't matter because the plot doesn't matter. But uh, why? Like, isn't that what Gendo is trying to do? Also, like like they're always at they're always kind of at loggerheads, like Seal and Gendo. Um, yeah, but they at no like I'm never it's never clear wh- why what like they yeah. It seems there's like they this, both have the same objective, which is... There's always this implication that um, Gendo is sort of, like, one thinking one move ahead of Seal. Right, right, right. And that he has some motive that's different from theirs. Um, but I don't think really until the rebuild it's explicitly stated why Gendo's goals are different. And you get a, a, a little bit of it in End of Eva because Gendo is exclusively pretty much committed to bringing his dead wife back. Yeah. Um, whereas Seal has sort of broader ambitions about whatever, um, <laughs> you know, instrumentality, all sorts, yeah. of, all sorts of bullshit. So yeah, so uh, Asuka then gets put in the cockpit of Unit 02, which is then put at the bottom of a lake. Oh, um, right. <laughs> they're just like, they're just like, just let's, like put let's, her in a lake. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> get her out of the way. She'll, they'll find her eventually, uh, but, you know, just get her. Yeah, and all the while, Misato is just, like, begging Shinji to pilot Unit 01, and he is fucking not having it. Like, he, you know, gets found by... He's, like, basically just, like, hiding under a staircase somewhere. Oh, right. And, and curled, up in, curled up in a ball, and then he's found by, uh, like, uh, JSSDF soldiers or something like that. Uh... And they are about to, they're, like, about to capture him, and then Masato shows up and shoots all of them. Um, and then Masato basically just, like, drags Shinji by the ear all around Nerve as she runs around, like, actually accomplishing shit. Um, and yelling at Shinji and trying to get, um, trying to get him to, to pilot, to pilot Ava. Um, you know, and, and so they're just, like, sitting in, like, a parking garage, and Shinji is, like, curled up curled up in a ball, refusing to pilot, and Masato <laughs> says, doing things half-assed is the worst thing that you can do. And then she says, at a time like this, you hide behind a girl, run from reality, and lie to yourself. <laughs> um, and, and he says, I don't want to do anything. And Masato asks him, why are you talking like a spoiled brat? <laughs> um, you know, so... And, and, like... It's, 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 it's funny, but, like, it's, it's, like, it's also, like, um, like, sh- like, like, Shinji's a sad sack motherfucker, um, yeah. but also, like, he's, he, he has been treated like shit by uh, all the adults in Nerve, um, and so, like, it's, yeah, so, like, when she says doing it half-assed is the worst, like, he's not like taking a stand and saying like no i refuse on principle to do this he's just curling into a ball and trying to not trying to just yeah just he's have, not even have, really have, have someone else have someone else decide for him basically like yeah. just not doing not not having to take a stand either way just just turning into a little 
uh, insect. So they're wandering around. So yeah, so Misato and Shinji are wandering around Nerve, and Misato gets shot, um, and decides to send Shinji down to the floor that uh, that Unit One is on, in hopes that he'll decide to pilot it while he's there. Um, and then before oh, then, right? And here's the gross bit. Yeah, and then before then, Misato just like kisses him. Um, right. In a in uh, in a. Uh, a decision that I don't understand and cannot justify. Yeah. So, um, like, I mean, so, so one of one of the more disappointing like directions that they took Masato is that basically like her insecurity and depression is is like daddy issues essentially, uh, and so like she basically sleeps around in order to kind of feel good about herself, uh, which like that that's not inherently like a f- a fucked up thing for a character to be like that's something yeah. you can explore but but like it's not very well done and then especially here at end of Ava when like it's like let's put let's 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 keep this subtle let's have her make out with like a 14 year old and then say like oh See, that's what adults do. If you survive this, we're going to have sex. Uh, it's like, come the fuck uh, on. So, yeah, it's... I, I can maybe think of, like, a reason, but it's not a good one. I mean, like, I can... I can, I can imagine it being, and this is a stretch, of, like, providing Shinji with the thing that he thinks that he wants, and that it doesn't uh-huh. matter. Um, yeah. because he still doesn't actually want to pilot the Ava. But that doesn't make it any less gross. The movie would have been better without it. Right. Um, you know. Uh, I, like, Masato, Masato I like End of Ava. <laughs> yeah, and then Masato dies, and then Shinji is basically, he goes down to where Unit 01 is, and it's completely encased in, in, in Bakelite. Um, <laughs> I like how they call it, they call it Bakelite. I don't oh, is that? I, oh, is, uh, I'm not sure if my translation called it Bakelite. Um... Uh, well, that's what, cause like, I, I was, cause every, t- every subtitle I've ever heard has called it Bakelite. Okay. Um, and, and every time, subtitle I've ever seen of this. And I, and I, because of how strange of a decision that is, I've like listened very carefully to what they're saying in Japanese to try to see if they're saying Bakelite specifically or if they're saying <laughs> like the word for plastic. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like they're saying the word for Bakelite. Well, um, I mean, you could just down, you could download the Japanese subtitles and find out. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I think it's supposed to be Bakelite, or maybe it's it's one of those things. Like I know that I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They do all sorts of weird, like English, like loan words like that. In, yeah, because like for it, terms it makes me think of the way that like in the UK, instead of calling it a vacuum cleaner, they call it a Hoover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like like certain regional dialects of English have. Uh, very specific, or like will will have that sort of like brand genericization, like the way that in in the South in the U.S. they call all soda Coke, right, right. Um, which is a just that's the only that's the only that's the line I draw. I can't you. <laughs> we, yeah, okay, you talked about this. We don't need it. We don't need to to rehash. We don't need to rehash the, the fact that I think that it's Coke. a affront to God. If I walk into a restaurant, and they're like, "Would you like a Coke?" and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll have Sprite," and they'll be like, "Great." <laughs> Anyway, uh, Masato's last act is to make out with Shinji. Then she dies from her gun wound. 
Uh, well, no, she doesn't die from her gun wound. She's like lying on the floor for a while, and then the third impact happens, and the and nerve blows up. Oh, right, right, right. Um, uh, so yeah, so Shinji's it... sitting in in sitting with with Unit One, and he realizes that it's encased in plastic, and he can't do anything about that. He's uh, like, "Great, I don't, I, I again, I don't have to make a decision." <laughs> yeah, and then eventually, like when things get because re- in parallel to this, on the surface, Asuka is having just a knockdown, drag out fight with a bunch of mass produced Avas. Oh um, yeah. Uh, and it's the fucking coolest fight scene in the entire franchise. It is unbelievably cool. Yeah, um, I, 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 I've basically forgotten the first half of End of Ava, uh, because I think the second half is the important one. Because, yeah. But now, now that you mention it, um, yeah, that is a good fight scene. Um, because uh, that's also where Asuka sort of realizes that Unit 02 has her, has her mother's soul in it. Um, uh, um, and so it is, it is like an important moment for her character. And there's this, there's this line that she has during the fight when she realizes this, where she says, you can't hurt me because I have mama with me. No. And it's like, fuck dude. <laughs> it's like, it's so sincere. It's so sincerely delivered and it's extremely corny, but it's delivered sincerely enough that I believe it. Um, yeah, I'm going through my screenshots. And be- before Masato kisses Shinji, the other thing that she says to him is, you hurt others because you know it will make you suffer more than simply hurting yourself would. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, I, I made a point of noting that down. Um, <laughs> that, like, even his even his meanness is self-centered. Like, uh, his self-destruct... Like, that's the most self-destructive thing because he does fe- he does have, like, compassion. He just doesn't know how to like express it in a in healthy ways and so he does feel bad when others are suffering and especially when he hurts them um and but because he's so self-loathing like the all he does with that compassion is make himself feel guilty yeah taking an asshole he feels bad for hurting people by hurting people Right. Um, because like his refusal to pilot Ava here is i think different than his refusal to pilot Ava in episode 19 um, right mm-hmm. to date, and nineteen, where there he's doing it sort of on principle, and here he's doing it because maybe if he refuses for long enough, the entire world will be destroyed, and then he'll be dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is also a highly relatable feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like we 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 dunk on Shinji, but it's not like it's. I I don't think the show, the show never like dismisses like his suffering it's just that he it's just that what the what the other characters try to emphasize is that everyone else is suffering too yeah yeah and like i see i've seen people and i i don't know if i said this in the last episode or if i've just said this on streams or elsewhere or whatever um that i that i understand why people hate shinji and what re- watching the rebuilds and and watching end of eva and rewatching the show this time it has made me realize is i don't understand why people hate shinji i know that people hate shinji and i don't get why um because to me when i look at shinji's behavior i don't see somebody who is like fully in control of his actions and is making poor choice and, and, and is like making poor choices intentionally that hurt other people Except in End of Ava. What I see is a person who does not, has never had, like, a decent adult role model in his entire life. uh, And therefore, when asked to perform adulthood, is completely incapable of doing it because everybody around him is also completely incapable of doing it. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's never had a 
and like not only a healthy like adult role model he's never really had any sort of healthy interpersonal relationships at all i mean yeah like he was he isolated himself as a child and then it, until he came to nerve and then the kids he's hanging out with are just as fucked up as he is like ray and ask Asuka. Yeah. um he doesn't he doesn't spend enough time with toji and um suzuhara that the nerd um, oh no toji is toji is kensuke to to like really i guess benefit from from the friendship also toji and the nerd is like an <laughs> alternate universe version of pinky in the brain and then um, um and then kaoru is 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 he doesn't know him long enough uh, he he it's uh, that's more just kind of to twist the knife because he gets his first taste of like true affection and then it's snatched away immediately yeah. So, so yeah, like, it's, like, as much as we, like, shit on him for, like, his actions, it's, it's a very, like, the show is very sympathetic about, like, the causes behind that. Yeah, and the, especially, yeah, especially in, in the show, and, like, End of Ava is way less sympathetic, um, and is, is, especially in the second half. Yeah. Um, like in the first half, it's still like you can still kind of kind of believe that that Shinji is just has just gotten a bad break and he's justified in believing in in feeling the way that he feels. But by the second half, that's yeah. that's gone. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so so Asuka, I mean, and that's important too because like it's like like you say like he's he's he, like it's hard to condemn someone who's had this fucked up of a life and has no has had no like way of learning healthy behavior but yeah but what the second half of the show demonstrates and it, yeah and we'll talk about him and asuka which i think is the most kind of like important yes part of the whole uh thing is that no matter how like fucked up your own life is you still have a responsibility to others like and and shinji abdicates that responsibility yeah. Um, so yeah. So Asuka ultimately loses the fight against the mass-produced Avas. She's like, I'm all because she has like because she's she's unplugged from from the grid, and so she she has five minutes left on her power supply, and she has to kill all seven or twelve or however many of nine. the Avas there are. Nine. Nine in five minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. She has to kill nine nine Avas in five minutes, and she she does a good job of it, and then she gets the last one. Um, and, and they all we, just they all just fucking come back to life again. <laughs> we have we have fucking Chekhov's Lance uh show oh, up. Oh god, um, right. that goddamn Lance. The fucking Lance Alonginus that uh was launched to the moon uh in like episode seventeen or whatever. <laughs> finally come finally just like comes back. I don't I don't remember exactly why. Yeah, it's like you throw a stone into the air, then like five episodes later it hits someone on the head. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it was the ultimate the ultimate Because, like and to a certain extent I, I imagine that something like that was supposed to happen in the ending, in the, in the, in the that they planned for something like that to happen in the ending and they couldn't do it because there's no way that you just launch a spear to the moon and then you're just like, Well, I guess we'll forget about that. You know. It's, it's too it's, useful. Yeah, it's classic, classic Chekhov's Lance. Um, 
So yeah, so she gets she gets speared in the head, and uh, Asuka's vocal performance when she, uh, when Yunito two gets speared in the head is fucking heartbreaking. Because uh, she realizes, oh, I this is oh I'm fucked, I'm fucked, aren't I? Um, and she just screams really really loud. It's it's Asuka's like equivalent to Shinji in the in the show when he's when uh, the dummy plug takes control and uh, kills yeah. uh, the the angel with Suzuhara inside. Uh, like, it, it's the same, it's the same sort of emotion and the same sort of just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. That is just, uh, it's absolutely heartbreaking and extremely well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, what, like, yeah, End of Ava really reinforced to me that, like, Asuka is the best and most important character in the entire show. Oh, yeah, she's great. Uh, she's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, that's, uh, that's one problem with the rebuilds is that she doesn't get enough yeah character enough development yeah um so yes so so spear uh, the head asuka asuka gets speared and she she loses she loses the fight um and then so gendo goes and gets ray and takes her down into the basement to to initiate the third impact um and then ritsuko oh, tries yeah. to tries to destroy nerve um and like meets up with with Gendo in the basement, and and she's she's all cocky and confident. She's like, "I'm about to blow up Nerve," and then she like hits the button and it doesn't work. And Gendo's like, "Sorry, right. motherfucker," and then shoots her. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so here's another disappointing. Like Ritsuko and Misato both have like, like their both of their arcs descend into like wallowing over men, um, and so at the end of the series we learn that both Ritsuko and her mother were, like, stupid in love with Gendo for reasons we can only um, wonder at. And each, when they realize that Gendo doesn't really respect them, or let alone love them, they kill Rei. Um, Rei being a series of clones of and does dead wife Yui. Yes. Uh, and so, so yeah, so end of Ava, Ritsuko, um, her, her last act is to blow up the entire thing because nothing matters anymore. Um, but her own mother has betrayed her for a man. Her, her, the spirit of her mother lives yes. in the supercomputer. In, in the Magi. Uh, and so, because it's a useless bitch who only who loves Gendo more than her own daughter, it it overrides self-destruct and lets Gendo do his thing. Yeah. <laughs> is that, uh, so is that yeah, a good so summary? Then, yeah, that's a pretty good summary. Um, so yeah, so then Gendo uh, tries to like merge with Rey... Uh, to start the third impact, and then Ray sucks his hand clean off. Hell um, yeah! Uh, and Ray is uh, so yeah, like, there's actually, a, there's a weird my shorts, dude. <laughs> there's a weird, gross, like semi-sexual, like dynamic between Gendo yeah. and Ray. It was. It reminded me, like it was. It when I first watched End of Ava, um, or actually, no, I watched End of Ava before I watched Paprika. Um, but when I first watched Paprika. Um, there is a scene in Paprika that is extremely ah, similar, and it was right. disarming to me how similar the scene in Paprika, where that dude sticks his hand into uh, Paprika's chest, right, is right, to the scene right. in in End of Eva, where the same thing happens. So yeah, so Gendo's 
uh, it tries to enter through the boob, um, <laughs> and then uh, moves his hand down. But then Ray chomps it off and yeah. um, and merges herself with Lilith, uh, the the progenitor of all humankind or whatever. That yes. that big white like uh, yeah. Michelin man crucified <laughs> <laughs> in the basement of of nerve uh yeah and then it turns into a giant version of ray yeah uh, um a giant nude ray wow ray uh, just what just what we always dreamed of i think ray is character who's has to be nude the most of the series yeah uh which is really gross but anyway so she is like at the vortex of this third impact. Yes, and then like red the, eyes the, and creepy yeah. smile. Yeah, and like the 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 mass produced Avas like crucify the unit O one and like bring it all the way up into the sky, right, um, right. and like initiate the third impact. And there's some like weird Kabbalah shit that I don't understand. Yeah, and, so at some point, at some point, it breaks out of the backlight. Unit zero one. So Shinji is curled up. Do, doing his little his little thing and then and then what triggers Ava to awaken is it is it Asuka or is it Rei's awakening doesn't really matter does it at some point uh Shinji's Ava kind of breaks out of its plastic uh, cocoon and is like get on board loser uh and he does but then he gets immediately hoisted uh by the the Ava's that beat Asuka. Yeah, because he like comes out of the ground uh, with Unit O One to see all the mass produced Ava's just like devouring Unit O Two. Right, right, um, right. Which in in a scene that is horrifying. It is. Um, it is very horrifying. Um, so yes. So then uh, a bunch of shit happens where Unit O One gets like lifted up into the sky, and there's the Kabbalah shit, and there's the like. It, it, it's basically there's no dialogue at this point it's just the third impact is happening and the animators want to flex <laughs> um and then we get to the second half the second uh, half the second half otherwise known as the good half um uh, otherwise known as Anna saying you fuckers thought we weren't gonna have interiority there was all <laughs> so after they after they like stab unit 01 with the uh with the the lands of Longinus, there's a, a a scene with with Seal where they're like, "Ava Unit O One has been marked with the stigmata." Oh God, right. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so then we get a, a little vignette uh, of Shinji uh, building a sand castle and then demolishing it. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, oh God, I, why didn't I had thoughts during that, but then I forgot to actually write down notes uh, um yeah like it's it's sort of his sort of manifesting his sort of childish impulsiveness um into and also him. and also his his kind of lack of self-worth where like he he joins he joins those kids in building a sandcastle and it doesn't realize that they've left. But once once he realizes that he's alone and he's he's building it for no one other than himself, uh, yeah, he all the all the pleasure is drained from it, and he kicks it around and throws a tantrum. Yeah. It's uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty brutal character study of Shinji. Uh, yeah. Not that he does not deserve it. 
Um, yeah. So yeah. So then we get what's probably my favorite sequence in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, this is, e- this and the end. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, I mean, and yeah, maybe my favorite sequence in the whole in the whole in the oh, whole franchise. No. Uh, I, yeah. I, like yeah. I agree. Like the the dynamic between Asuka and Shinji, um, especially as as kind of fleshed out in End of Ava, is kind of the most important like of the relationships and of the like it's the most effective as well and yes so, so, so why don't you, why b- don't you b- before shinji and asuka uh have their direct face off he sort of basically all of the women in the show well misato rei and asuka just sort of just chew him out oh being yeah such a misogynistic piece of shit on the um, subway uh, yeah, on the subway, and then sort of Shinji watches like bitterly as Masato has sex, uh, and then oh, she yeah, tells, yeah, yeah. and then she tells him to deal with it. <laughs> um, she says, "Truth is, reality be can't be, can be quite painful, but we just have to bear it." Um, yeah. So you know. the, re, re, even the, the original series too, there are a lot of kind of um, short scenes in basically in Shinji's head where he's on a on a subway. Uh, talking with either like a younger version of himself or with Ray or someone else. Uh, and it's basically him trying to justify his behavior to kind of his internal critics um, or external critics, as the case may be. Uh, um, so, yeah, then... so he so he complains. Uh, so they, they say, you know, uh, he, he sort of just he becomes sort of a prototypical nice guy um of just like <laughs> yeah. like i don't know why women don't want to hang out with me i'm such a nice guy um <laughs> of that of that sort and he so he you know gets really fucking mad and he's like you guys are always hiding behind those smiles and keeping things ambiguous um and they say right. hey asshole things about us are ambiguous because we have our own shit to deal with uh and he says yeah. that that's bad because it makes his life hard <laughs> um. right and and like yeah it's 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 easy to like um just kind of dunk on shinji but like what's interesting about asuka is that she just dis- she displays a lot of the same bad behavior yeah in her in terms of her unwillingness or inability to be sincere and vulnerable with other people and so like in the in the original series when they have their like extremely awkward kiss um like she she has some kind of compli- com- com- confused feelings about shinji um and it's but instead of of trying to like figure out how she feels about shinji like um she either teases him or like abuses him or just like ignores him uh and so yeah like she like she's fucked up too like yeah like, so, like I, I was I reminded know- of this uh this bit from the the broadcast ending of the show which does spend some time dealing with asuka um and her sort of character issues uh where asuka sort of t- says to shinji all you do is wait wanting people to give you happiness false happiness and then ray appears behind her and says but that goes for you too <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh and so and so yeah like um, Shinji is worse in, in the fact that Asuka's not the one choking Shinji. Um, and like, and like her behavior 
in no way justifies what he does, but yeah. uh, it's important to like remember that she's a huge fuck up as as well, yeah. and that um, and I think part like, of the reason they that both hurt movie, each other. Part of the reason that this movie does uh, or or doesn't deal with that and explicit exclusively focuses on Shinji is like in like it reveals the purpose of this movie, which is exclusively to just sort of berate the kinds of people who relate very strongly to Shinji and mm. also hated the original ending of the show. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, it is far more not cruel, but uh, f- far more judgmental towards Shinji. Yeah. Cause it, it, it like the end of the original series, he gets a whole standing ovation from every goddamn member of the cast saying, congratulations, uh, you, you decided you, you want to live. You achieved, you achieved self-worth. Uh, yeah. Uh, here it ends with Asuka and by extension Ano calling Shinji disgusting. Yeah. And and Shinji like it, the original ending of the show is a very good ending for Shinji. You know, he gets like he gets the thing that not what he not everything he's always asked for, but he gets what he ultimately needed the whole time. Yeah. And People don't like that because they wanted Shinji and by extension themselves to get everything that they've ever wanted in their entire lives <laughs> instead of the thing instead of the thing that they actually need, which is realizing that that's not actually good for you. Yeah, and and like and and in the original series, like Shinji kind of sort of gets a lot of other things. He gets like the power fantasy of Padang Eva. He he gets this like goofy pseudo harem like but none of it means anything because he fucking hates himself uh and so all this boyish like fantasy the whole the the original show is basically saying like not like none of that matters because as at least certainly not, not none of it matters as long as like you can't appreciate anything while you're in this yeah pit of 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 self-loathing yeah and the other the other thing that asuka says uh during the sequence where sort of shinji is shinji is addressing and being addressed by all three misato rei and asuka is that asuka says i know all about your jerk off fantasies of me yeah yeah. Um, while a shot plays like like a, an inverted color version of the the first scene in the movie plays, yeah. um, well, I think I think that was in the oh was that not was that in the in the train sequence with the three of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was just before Shinji says. According to the order in which I took these screenshots, that was just before Shinji says, "You're just hiding behind those smiles. You want to keep the big things oh. ambiguous." And they okay. say things about us are ambiguous because we have our own problems. And then he says, but ambiguity only makes me insecure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So then we focus in on Shinji and Asuka and Shinji and Asuka are, they're in the, the kitchen of Masada's apartment and they have this just massive shouting argument, um, where Shinji begs Asuka to, to help him. And, well, and for, because, well, if, yeah. first, like, um, first he's like, Asuka, let me help you. Let me like stay with you and and be with you and make you happy. And then, as soon as she like brushes him off, 
it it flips into help me yeah because like uh i think we mentioned this at, at the beginning like his like because he has no self-worth like even his attempts to help other people are subconsciously or not just attempts to get people or to get either to feel better about himself or to get people to treat him nicely so so the yeah. how quickly the script flips when he realized that Asuka isn't going to kind of like accept his like quote unquote help is that his, his, his true motivation immediately surfaces, which is help me make me only feel you can better. help me. Yeah. Uh, and and it, yeah. he needs her to love him. Um, and, and only and you a- can help me. Yeah. And, and which, then which she says cuts right to the fucking bone. And she says, <laughs> you're fine with anybody. And she has yeah. his fucking number there. Shinji mm-hmm. says that only only Asuka can help him, but anyone will do. He just says that because he's scared of everybody else. Yeah, like she, like she's like you're you're scared of Rei Masato and your dad and everyone and your, everyone else is dead, um, because yeah, like like she's the most I guess quote unquote available because like Rei and Gendo are both just distant, emotionally detached. Misato has her whole he's tied up with Kaji and. Um, this uh, the adult world that he's fucking terrified of, and so Asuka, because she's the same age, uh, and she expresses her own crushing loneliness as like gregariousness and rowdiness, appears to be kind of the one he can most easily connect with, uh, and so that's that's the reason that it has to be her, <laughs> which is yeah. not a reason at all. Yeah. Shinji says, Asuka, help me. And Asuka says, you're only using me as an escape. You've never loved anyone seriously. You've never even learned to like yourself. Damn. Um, and then, and then Shinji, Shinji flips the table and he throws a chair around. Um, yeah, it's like, don't then, leave me alone. Don't let me die. Don't, like, help me. And then she's just, no. Yeah, she's just staring at him. And then you get you get the, the, the meme screenshot where she's just, where it's like a really low angle shot of Asuka. And she says, pathetic. <laughs> While he's lying on the ground, and then he gets up and chokes her. Right. Um, so yes, and, and here, and I'd, I'd forgotten this. This was the 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 bit I just rewatched before we started this. That that kitchen scene, and it ends with as he chokes her. It, it's like cuts to a musical interlude that goes to a um, like a montage, and I think that's where Anno got the idea for the the musical interludes and the rebuilds except this one works the other Uh, ones less less is this the part where everyone melted to tang uh borders definitely start blurring yeah Uh, um no so so yeah so the plot summary on wikipedia is not very helpful uh for this part because it's kind of difficult to summarize so yeah so so yeah because the thing that happens next is that shinji meets with with ray um and and Ray is basically because like that's sort of the thing that that they uh, I forget Gendo's right hand man's name, um fucking uh, the fucking grandma of Tarkin looking motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've forgotten as well. I have no I, I have no idea what his name is. I've never known what his name is. Um, but he basically indicates or or says that like what happens during the third impact is going to be determined by what Shinji wants to happen because he's the one who's in the Ava that's like the the spark of the mm-hmm. of the of the impact um and so basically Ray after that happens 
uh, Ray basically confronts him, and in so many words, it's just like, so what do you want? What do you want to happen as a result of the third impact? He's just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't... He's basically just like, no one needs or cares about me, so fuck it. Everyone should melt into Tang. <laughs> um, and then Ray is just like, all right. Um, and then tang time! Melts, and then everyone melts into Tang. <laughs> Uh, right, because it, like as much as Shinji complains about people not caring about him, like the one time Rei is like, "You can basically do whatever that you want." Like, yeah, you have the power to kind of the recreate show, the world. And he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he has no idea what he wants. Uh, yeah, and then they're like, the Chamber of Guff is opening, and it's like, ah, yes, the Chamber of Guff. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> There's, like, I wrote I, I wrote notes like that occasionally during the original show. My notes for the rebuilds are full of that. <laughs> are just full of just like, ah, yes, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> of course I know what the, what, what the, what the Chamber of Guff is. Um... So yeah, then everyone melted to Tang, and you get sort of, sort of... And when I, when I say Tang, I'm cracking a joke because LCL is orange. Um, but, like, everybody just, like, pops like a balloon, and a bunch of LCL flies everywhere. Yeah! And there's this, there's this, the one of the, the last two people to melt into Tang are Ritsuko and Maya. Um, Maya being one of, like, the control room people at Nerve. Uh. Um, and it's, like, really cute. I know! Um, it's, like, like, it's really cute and pretty gay. Um, yeah, Maya's a little gay baby. Um, who just has a big crush on Ritsuko. Uh, Too bad she didn't live to see her butch cut in the rebuilds. Yeah. So the other thing, and I think Ray says this to Shinji. I can't tell from these screenshots, and I didn't make any notes about it. Um, but like sort of between the fight with Asuka and the and everyone melting into Tang, uh, I think Ray says to Shinji, you thought the others were just like you. That was just your own assumption. You've misunderstood from the be- very beginning. You just believed what you wanted to believe. So what's uh, that in reference to? Um, I, it's sort of in reference to, to I guess, like the previous interactions that Shinji has had with... I don't think it's the first thing that she says after after the fight with Asuka. It happens a little bit later. Um, yeah. But it does... I. I, I it's sort of a broader statement about how Shinji interacts with other people. And I, I, I really like it, not just because of how it, it relates to Shinji, but also how it relates to people like Shinji in the real world. Um, and, and this sort of f- fundamental character flaw that a lot of people have, which is the assumption that other people are just you, but they look different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, well, which but, is, but there's also, I mean, you, like, I, I like elaborate but i mean my first like response to that is that part like one problem Shinji has is the, he is he assumes the opposite that he's the only one who has his problems and that he assumes everyone else's life is is hunky-dory yeah i mean i think he assumes that everybody else is doing fine but that otherwise they're like him in in sort of a deeper like mark, like sort of character sense uh, um, in the sort, in the sort of like that, they have the same assumptions and the same goals and the same the same sort of views on the world as he does, mm-hmm. um, and obviously they don't. Um, yeah. And so when he 
tries to like and that's sort of the reason why he tries to like stuff other people into the gaping void in his soul um is that he thinks that like well all these other people are just like me and they all have their shit figured out so why am i so miserable yeah yeah. you know um but it's just sort of this this like trait of just like miserable miserable dudes and i think it's really hard to to get out of this so i i can't really blame anybody for 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 feeling like this but like it's very very difficult it and it it connects to the show's broader theme of being unable to to really connect with other people of being unable to imagine other people as being different from you yeah yeah like when i when i think of stuff like this i always think of of uh the term virtue signaling (laughs) um because and this is a thing and the left does this too but the right does it a lot which is assuming that when other people express views that are inconvenient to them personally or to you, um, like if if somebody like if if a white dude expresses like sympathy for feminism or or uh, expresses feminist views or expresses anti-racist views, then it's not because they actually genuinely believe those things. It's because they're just virtue signaling. Because right. we all we all collectively agree that women and black people are inferior. But you're just pretending we don't agree with that so that, like, people will like you and you'll get rich and famous or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's entirely... Because there, you're sort of incapable of believing that other people aren't purely self-centered. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and and also that ties into the yeah, the themes of like the the difficulty in connecting with other people. Because if you if you fail to see other people as kind of distinct with their own ideas and motivations, you're ju- you're just connecting with like a caricature or or really just a copy of yourself imposed on them and so you're not really connecting at all and so yeah and so and so recognizing that uh other people see the world entirely different than you is kind of a prerequisite for for forming real connections in the first place yeah um so yeah so everyone melts into tang uh and we get a scene with gendo where he's talking to kaoru uh, and gendo's lying on the floor and he doesn't have an arm anymore because ray took it um, <laughs> And he says, I don't believe that I can be loved by others. And Kaoru says, before you get hurt, you rejected the world. Um, yeah, so Gendo obviously has the same, like, the same, is is fucked up in similar ways. Um, but, but, unlike, okay, well, I, I I doubt the show wants to, but unlike Shinji, I have no sympathy for Gendo. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Gendo is, uh, Gendo is old enough that he should know better. Um... And that's that's another problem of the of the rebuilds is that they try and get you to be sympathetic with Gendo. Yeah, um, but yeah, this brings me. I, I wasn't sure how to like when I should mention this because I made this note sort of after I finished watching the show and was thinking about it for a while. But I was talking about I was thinking about Shinji and Asuka as being like foils of each other, mm-hmm. um, and and the ways in which their specific problems highlight the problems that that each other has. Um, and I was thinking about it like Shinji's relationship to his father mirrors his relationship with everyone else like gendo is perfectly capable of performing his responsibilities as a parent but he chooses not to because he doesn't think of shinji as like a person right um and so he thinks everyone else is perfectly capable of providing him like the missing emotional pieces of his life but they're merely choosing not to for unknown and probably cruel reasons ah Um, right whereas asuka her relationship to her mother 
is also mirrors her relationship with everybody else. Her mom was completely incapable of performing her responsibilities as a parent because of her mental health issues. So Asuka assumes that nobody else can provide her any kindness and therefore that she owes them none in turn. You know? And that, and that she has to, like, just rely to rely, for herself. And rely on, yeah, rely on no one else. Um, yeah, because she's, she's sort of internalized this idea that, like, it doesn't matter if you're nice to other people or not because they can't possibly ever benefit you, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, and I think that, like, like this scene with Gendo um, in, in End of Ava, um, like, illuminated some of that for me. Um, and, and illuminated the ways in which Gendo is more than, like, the, the, the persona that he puts on when he's around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, he... It really illuminated that, like, oh, he could just behave like a fucking normal person, um, but he elects not to because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, and so that that's what annoys me when, like, during um, some of, like, Shinji's kind of in, internal monologue things where, um, where like, Ray et al. are kind of berating him for... for bemoaning that no one like is reaching out to him and they're like well you don't reach out to anyone else so who's really to blame and and which is all well and true except sometimes they use his father as an example it's like um at one point ray is like did you try like understanding your father it's like fuck no he like even if like gendo is the one person who it's like not worth like he's irredeemable like he's he's like he's 50 some years old he's he's not gonna change yeah uh, he's not gonna change he's murdered and, his own wife to make a robot and so that that's something that annoys me it's like trying to yeah it undermines like the message because then then we i kind of instinctively side with shinji like why would i reach out to that sort of person like whereas everyone else yeah because it's yeah. fucked up, but not in a such a irredeemable yeah. way. Because Gendo, more than anything, represents what Shinji could be if he doesn't stop being an asshole. Yeah, you know, he represents yeah. what Shinji is going to turn into if he doesn't learn how to connect to other people. Is he's going to turn into Gendo, a person who only understands other people as they can be of use to him. Yeah, and yeah, like and and um, was is it end of Ava or? The rebuilds. We've consumed so much Ava content; it is all blended. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like when, like it's 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 extremely effective because of how like infuriating it is when Gendo just so blatantly treats other people as 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 tools, uh, and at no point ever like shows the slightest interest in Shinji's emotional state. Um, all right, we need to move on to the, to yes, the rest of the movie because otherwise uh, this is going to be a five-hour-long podcast. Woo! Um, so yeah, so then we get sort of the most, like, we hit peak avant-garde, um, where it's sort of a mixture of, of animation and, and like, a lot of live-action shots. Uh, the only screenshot that I have from this bit is a, a cat, a shot of a cat. That, Kitty. that shows up at one point. So what is the, like, you, I, you mentioned that I didn't realize this was what the footage was of audience members of the first half of End of Ava. 
Do you, do you know why they use that footage? So I suspect that it's for a similar reason that they show email. They, so a lot of the screenshots that get flashed on the screen are emails that have been sent to the Gynax offices, both uh-huh. pos- both like hate mail and also positive uh, mm-hmm. messages, um, and also the vandalism on the Gynax studio entranceway. Um, as sort of, um, I brought this up last episode, but there's a a wonderful, wonderful video by Dan Olson um, called uh, End of Evangelion and the Audience Author Membrane um, where, that I will link. Uh, I linked it in the last show notes. I will link it again in the, in the show notes because it is it is that good. Um, and I've been, I draw on it a lot for understanding this, this show and I've drawn on it a lot for this episode. Um, and Dan posits that it's a way of, of sort of making this movie not like pedagogical um but rather as as sort of a two-way or like pointing pointing out that this that like creation is not just like like the, the process of creating things is not just like you standing on a pedestal and then just like shouting about it to the world but rather it's direct conversation between author and audience mm-hmm. um and drawing attention to that by showing the audience by showing the the audience's responses to things by showing um emails by showing all that stuff is is basically saying we hear you we've heard what you had to say we're not making this movie because we don't understand you we're making this movie because we understand what you're saying and we think you're dumb as shit (laughs) Um, okay that makes sense um yeah the other thing that the sequence reminds me of um and it's kind of the other way around because this movie came out like two decades before the thing that i'm that it, that it reminded me of was uh have you ever listened to the frank ocean album blonde uh if i have it's just it was a long time ago um so yeah so that is one of my favorite albums of all time uh and the last song on that album is called futura free uh and the tone and soundscape of this section of the film reminds me a lot of that song huh. um in a way, and I make this connection in part because I know that Austin Walker, who has made my favorite mech content of all time in the form of the podcast Friends at the Table, really likes that song as well. <laughs> um, um, and I, so it just like, it connected in my brain of just like, like sort of soft ambient synth pads and then people saying weird cryptic shit over the top of it. Um, and then with like sort of naturalistic audio um, and, nat- and in this case, naturalistic video. Um, that is in in a lot of ways very incongruous with the stuff that's come before. It just reminded me very much of it. I don't know if there's anything to that um, because I haven't thought about it that much. But it does it does make me think about that. Yeah, like I knew there was like a live action element. I wasn't sure what it uh, was, and I remember before I'd seen any of Evangelion, I I was complaining in in our in our little chat about SSSS Gridman. Um, and I was like, the only, like one of the only interesting things it does is have a bit of live action at the end. You're like, and you're like, well, that's the kid from Ava too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. So, like to its credit, it's not, it's not just like a pointless like ripoff. Like as much as Great Man sucks, like it 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 has it has a a purpose that bit of live action. So like the the overarching plot of Gridman is that like. Uh, Akane, this this girl um, who creates creates a simulation um, so that she can have people who 
love her unconditionally. And then um, at the end, she realizes that that's not going to fulfill her or whatever. And and uh, the other girl, Erika, who's like her her one of the main people outside in the real world who she wanted to recreate because either she had a crush on her or whatever. Uh, the live action is Rika, like a, an actress waking up in out, out of the simulation into the real world. So, uh, so it's, yeah. So like, it's, it's kind of cute and clever, but um, that just yeah. reminded me of, of, of um, this because I, I was expecting something more literal, but why would I expect that? This is alien. <laughs> Uh, oh, nothing's I would... ever literal. It's a mech show. <laughs> Haven't you ever watched one of these before? So, so you, you didn't see this, so because you torrented the wrong version of the rebuilds. But at the beginning of the first or the third rebuild, for some reason, the Blu-ray release bundled in this live-action Ghibli short. Uh, yeah, I was reading the, uh, the Wikipedia article on that, and I did not come away with much understanding about about monsters. And so I was like, oh, this is the live action content I've been waiting for. <laughs> and then I was so confused for ages because there, like, there, there was no, there were no, it didn't have subtitles. Like the subtitles included with the torrent only started with the main thing. And so it took me forever to realize this is a completely unrelated piece of content that, that, that was, they just bundled in for promotional purposes. And so no one had bothered to, to include subtitles for, um, so yeah. you, so no, you didn't miss anything important there. No. Um, <laughs> um, and yes. we're getting ahead of ourselves. So yes. Yeah, so uh, at the end of this this sequence, this sort of fourth wall breaking sequence uh, that we that we get, we get sort of Shinji talks to to Ray and Karu again, um, and talks about what's happened and what he's experienced. Um, and Shinji decides to sort of undo his wish or to sort of to sort of stop the third impact. And he does this not like out of any sense of like the value of individuality or how like suffering allows us to appreciate great beauty or anything like that. Uh, it's so that other people can feel fear again. Is is the, is it that? I think it is that. Okay. Um, like... And I didn't take any screenshots of this bit, which I'm, I'm yeah, mad about. Like, um, like I... I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have notes here, um, um, but I, I, I thought I thought it was more like um, Shinji finally realizing that as much as like the real world sucks, like there was the potential to be better, and here it's just flat for eternity, and that sucks even worse. Um, but maybe, I mean, I'm, I'll take your interpretation over piece. mine most days. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, I mean, you pay a lot more attention, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, there were some lines that made me think that, that I need to remit, that I'm going to. So yeah, so the, the bit that I was talking about where Shinji, Shinji, Ray and Shinji are sitting in the, in the sea of LCL, um, and Ray is just like, this is the world that you've wished for where you're everywhere and at the same time you're nowhere um, or, and, and a bunch of other stuff. And Shinji says, I think it's wrong. Um, <laughs> and um, and, and I, uh, Ray says, if you wish once more to, for the existence of others, the walls of their hearts will separate all people and the fear yeah. of other people will begin again. Yeah. Um, and then Shinji smiling says, that's all right. Uh, 
<laughs> See, I I read that more kind of more as Shinji finally accepting basically, I mean, the human condition of 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 having to do the painful work of being vulnerable with other people. Um that's how I that's how I interpreted that. Um as 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 um, as, as, yeah, as, and then as he says, as, I think there was nothing but bitter experiences back there, so I thought it was all right to run away. Yeah, uh, but there was nothing uh, good in the place I escaped to either. Right, right. And yeah, and that's and and like the way I re- read that is he yeah, he finally kind of has has an epiphany, not the same epiphany as he does in the original series, which is more. Well, I guess it's yeah similar, but he he realizes that that like not only does he have to, but he 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 is able. He will be. He he can do this. He can he can he can be vulnerable to other people. He can and he can um, connect. And then when the third impact is kind of undone, and he and they return to the world, uh, we can back up again if you want to say more. But I want to I want to connect this to the last scene with Asuka. Um, yeah, because that, that's the thing that I, I... The reason I think I go for my interpretation of that scene is that it makes what happens afterwards make sense. I think it still makes sense. So hear me out. Um, so we re- we return to the world. Uh, as far as we know, it's like we can't see anyone in what but the two of them. And it's basically kind of right where they left off in that, in that kitchen sequence, Shinji choking Asuka. And then... And then she brings up her hand to, to touch his cheek. And the way I read it was because of his, his epiphany with Ray, uh, and his, his willingness to kind of be vulnerable, except with others. That's why he lets go. And that's why he stops choking her. Um, and then he's, I think, I don't, I forget if he starts crying or, but, it, but he, 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 that's, that's like his first kind of, first step towards kind of proper compassion and healthy uh um but but obviously obviously that's that's just kind of like absolute he took his hands off her throat and that and so like yeah and so like he that we we haven't we haven't solved his yeah. problem because the way like, that i read that end scene is less that he stops choking her and more that he finds himself incapable of choking her because he is too he is too weak and impotent to have any effect on the universe whatsoever okay so yeah my reading was was a little a little kinder in that he's he's uh he's taken he's become just he's he's come just far enough to not like want to kill his his only friend in the world um and but she i I mean of course she she's not going to forgive him like just because that and so that's why we end with disgusting yeah and i think the the part of the reason why i interpret the end scene of this the way that i do is because of the way that it is shot and the way that it is like like it is a dark scene it does not Mm -hmm. come like visually and like sonically it does not come across as a scene where like personal growth is happening um Uh like it's very and especially like it's very static like it's very 
like as opposed to the ending of the original show which is like a very dynamic scene where a bunch of stuff is yeah. happening and people are moving yeah. around um like this scene is just like you've got nothing happening nothing but the waves my dude mm-hmm. um well yeah i mean at least, yeah like, i i would read that as as um kind of putting the brakes like don't get ahead of yourself shinji you like like you're not you're not a all of a sudden like a good person like this this isn't this isn't the the magical brain switch that in the first series where where everything everything turned golden um like you're still more or less just as fucked up as you ever were you're just you just didn't kill Asuka. But, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think... I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, honestly, the end of this show, I've seen this movie three times, and I, just this time, realized I think I like it. <laughs> um, you know, like, every other time I've watched this, I've been like, I have no idea if this movie is good. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I... I kind of my eyes glazed over for a lot of it for like the the plot stuff um but yeah the like the 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 scenes with shinji and asuka were like i think by far the best part of the of the whole of the whole series yeah um so yeah so there's one i guess last thing um i did want to talk about um which was like the the perception that i've seen of this movie uh, a lot of people fucking hate this movie. Really? Um, yes, a lot of people, a lot of people that I respect fucking hate this movie. Um, and it's, I think it stems, I guess, from a, like a, for me, it feels like it stems from a misunderstanding, um, because so, I guess I will, I will, I will mention the review that made me think of this, which was... Hi, so, uh, during this segment, we originally discussed somebody's, uh, review in specific, like, we named who they were, and I, in editing, decided that that probably wasn't the best decision, because it wasn't, like, a published review or anything like that, it was just, like, a thing that they wrote personally, um, so I've removed references in particular to, like, the specific person who made me think to talk about this, um, but I kept in the rest of the conversation because I think it was a good conversation generally about why people hate this movie and why we're confused <laughs> that people hate this movie. Uh, so anyway, back to it. That's I weird. kind of I kind of understand where he's coming from, but I, at the same time, I do not understand where he's coming from or how you could take that message from this movie. Um, because this is not a movie that has that thinks that Shinji is a good person or has nice no. things to say about Shinji. No. Like when Shinji like, is a whiny piss baby, nothing but awful shit happens the entire time. Yeah, like 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 we've repeatedly emphasized that this movie is far more harsh in its condemnation of Shinji's behavior than the original series. Yeah. Uh, like the like he like it's a yeah, it's a weird reading to me, and I think like this is the, reading this review has made me realize that I don't understand why people hate Shinji, because mm-hmm. it made me realize that the reason why I think a lot of people really hate End of Ava, especially people who liked the original ending of the show, um, is that they hate Shinji, and huh. like, and which is weird because this movie is so mean to Shinji. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it, it's 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 a strange it's a strange strange thing, and I I don't 
fully understand it, but I, I, this, this movie, like, this movie is smarmy and spiteful in a lot of ways, but it's smarmy and spiteful towards its audience, you know? Which I, I, when I first heard people really hating this movie, I thought that was what they were mad about. Was, was the idea that a movie would be this hateful towards its audience. Um, yeah. But I don't think that's the case, you know? I just, I I don't understand how you can take a movie that has, like, a, a like 10-minute long sequence in which every female character on the show chews out the protagonist for being a misogynistic piece of shit and be like, ah, yes, this movie thinks that the protagonist is a good person. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I I haven't listened to any of the Waypoint like podcasts, but I like I see I see on their like the RSS like the summaries, like they talk a lot about at least in the original series how it often fails to like subvert like the sex tropes and instead reinforces some misogynist um, things, but in this one yeah it's pretty like like one of the other things that happens in that scene where everybody where everybody's mad at shinji um is that um like basically every kind of fan service shot shows up in that sequence and it is as a weapon of condemnation against the audience like it is because we're because shinji is very much the perspective character during this sequence and we are shown like his view of the world and his view of the world yeah. is mostly tits and ass. Right. Um, right. You know, and, and to have that being shown while in dialogue, the characters are berating him for thinking that way. And for that being his view of the world for only seeing right. women in his life, not as fully fledged people in their own right, but merely as like objects for his sexual gratification or potential pathways to salvation. Like that uh, yeah. is, brutal and effective i guess the opening like masturbation scene wasn't clear enough if people are still misinterpreting it (laughs) like if that doesn't tell you like what the intention here is i mean okay like like we can talk about the author being dead and, and intentions and and whether and whether but that's it, it, always like, always even if this movie appeared fully formed out of the ether by a thousand monkeys working at a thousand <laughs> animation desks for a thousand years like the movie itself is still about those things and it doesn't matter yeah. like like i began this by talking about sort of the lore behind this show but even if this movie just this movie but even though like this even if this movie just appeared out of the ether and i was just like here take it and he never and like nobody get and nobody cared and like nobody talked about any of that stuff yeah. it would still be about the things that it's about yeah yeah like you know like yeah i i i i have a hard time forming a coherent reading that that yeah supports take yeah. uh so yes so we will now move on to the the what was Evangelion okay. yes rebuild. Evangelion I'm like what are we watching what the fuck are we talking about why are we here why have we been here for an hour and a half <laughs> um, um. so yes yeah, so the other thing we watched was the rebuild of Evangelion um, which is a similar deal to End of Ava I know less about the lore of this show um, I know it's less not, about- it's not a show 
show, this, these, this series of, of films. A series of feature films. That's the series of feature films. Um, they are remakes of the original show presented as feature films. Um, they're still animated, albeit poorly. <laughs> um, so, so... Yeah, so between End of Ava and now, like, computer assisted animation has taken yeah. over and so everything looks bad. smooth and clean and just bad. not nearly as good yes so <laughs> let's, let, let's say bad so yeah so we can talk about so my, my initial plan when i started watching 1.0 because i before we did this i'd only seen 1.0 i had not seen 2.0 uh-huh. 3.0 um uh, I watched it once because I had downloaded it and our the the power in our house was out, so I had nothing better to do but watch anime. Um, <laughs> and, and that's also when I watched that's also when I watched Twin Peaks. Imagine the, the a time in your life when you didn't watch too much anime. Yeah, and, I know it was a glorious and, period. And watching it was kind of a last resort situation. God, yeah. if only we could return to those halcyon days. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So so you, so you didn't know about Mary. I did not until. Uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about that first. We should talk about one point now, which we yeah, have. We probably yeah, both yeah. have the least to say about. I have a single uh, note. Which is note. Uh, my note is I. I briefly alluded to it earlier. It's about when uh, Misato and Ritsuko are having their little, a little drink together, and then. Masato is talking about they're talking about Shinji's plight and then um and then how how terrible Gendo is towards his son and Misato has noticed that Shinji is upset by the fact that Gendo obviously prefers Rei. Yes. Tre- so that's tre- one thing is that um yes, that is one thing is that there's a a an effort, a very minor effort to build a relationship between Rei and Gendo. Um, and yeah. also just to, to characterize Ray more in both this and right. in two point two point oh. But yeah, the quote um, I wrote down was was um, I forget. I think it's Ritsuko who says this, um, but she says men have no interest in anything but themselves. Uh, in wi- that's directly regarding Gendo's preference for Ray over Shinji, and so he, and so at first I was like. Wait, but he he has he's interested in Ray, but of course Ray is his perfected copy of Yui. So it's it's yes. it his 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 interest in Ray is is only to the extent of his admiration for his own achievement in like perfecting his dead wife into this yes. this child. Yeah, uh, I have a, I took a screenshot so, of that as well. And yeah, because you you see. You see Ray and Gendo, and like Ray is smiling, and she like she like bounces happily like like a yeah. little anime girl off of <laughs> off of the thing she's working on. And uh, most of what changes is that stuff gets condensed, um, you know, stuff gets cut out. Um, there's a bit after the second angel fight um, where the one where Shinji uh, like uh, brings Kenze, Kensuke and Suzuhara into into the the, the entry plug. Yeah. Um, that changes dramatically for no reason. Um, where instead of going to the train station, riding the train all the way home, 
and then sitting on the train and then being like, fuck, and then turning around and going back. He then just, like, g- wanders to a city and then, like, spends a night in a cardboard box. And oh, then, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just, like, weird homeless Shinji. And it's, it's like, what is, what is this? Why? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, uh. There are other changes. So, like, in the original, after the first angel fight, um... That episode ends with Shinji in the hospital, and we don't see how the angel is beaten. Whereas here we see how the angel is beaten, and then we, we see later the berserk scene in a flashback in episode two. Uh, uh, right. Whereas here we see the berserk immediately after uh, Shinji like gets knocked unconscious, and we, we see that immediately. Right. Which um, starts off a trend that you see throughout the entire rebuild, which is that Shinji is no longer the point of view character. Um, mm. like very much so, uh, and that's in part because we see so much more, so many more scenes wh- of of Gendo talking with fucking Grand Moff Tarkin and with Seal and sort of saying mysterious yeah. things about instrumentality and his plan and like all that stuff. Like we see so much more of that, and so much earlier on, yeah. we get like a sense that something is something is afoot at Nerve. Right. Um, well, because I, I think that's almost a consequence of the format because it's so much shorter like i think probably the amount of time but because so much of like the plot is contained there if they and because they because they make an effort to be clear about this about the kind of the the plot that has to take more precedence because they they because the there's info dumps take time and they yeah. and they just have to allot time for that and so they don't have as much time to kind of build up sh- the the other characters yeah. Shinji especially Asuka and Misaka but it's really interesting that they make that choice here because when we talk about 3.0 Shinji again abruptly and suddenly and weirdly becomes the point of view character again in 3.0 to that movie's detriment um, <laughs> well, you know. I don't know if that's the problem with that movie. It's, what, it's not the problem with that movie. It's a problem with that movie. Um, uh, but, yeah, we'll get to uh-huh. 3.0 in yeah. due time. But with, but with yeah, about the, 10 minutes left, we'll get to 3.0. Yeah, the the <laughs> the main problems that I, that I have with 1.0 are just the fact that it looks like shit. It looks so bad. It is a bad-looking film, and it's downhill from here. No, uh, yeah, but, but if compared to 3.0, 1.0 looks beautiful. Like, yes, like the amount. Uh-huh. So, so, that, so, like, like. So, I th- correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I only watch Shirobako. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but the way like the computer-assisted animation works is that instead of drawing, like. 15 or whatever f- frames by hand animate them you draw a smaller amount and have a computer kind of stitch together the transitions is that yeah, right so it, it, it depends so it depends on the style and it depends on, on stuff like that. so you can still do traditional style animation on a computer where you draw every single frame um one thing that happens a lot in western animation is uh, the animators in America will draw the keyframes and then they will ship it off to a studio in Korea to draw all the in-betweens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And so that's one thing that you can do uh, is to have... is to, like, draw the keyframes and then have the computer figure it out. But what this show relies a lot on is 
3D animation. Well, uh, three 3.0, much more, and that's oh, yeah. and, much more like, and much more grossly. Yeah, um, so like 3D animation, like it, everyone hates it or what? Like it, it, it's not necessarily awful, but it's just that it's very often abused and yeah. it looks like shit uh, when but you see even like there are tons of shots in in 1.0 that probably could have been hand-drawn that are instead 3d and like pretty yeah. much every shot in that movie has some form of 3d layering or 3d lighting or something applied to it um and it, it blends very incongruously. And it, it yeah. sort of added to the fact that this movie is a way higher resolution than previous movies. And so, like, the textures on everything are just way too detailed. Um, <laughs> it's distracting, yeah. you know? Because they're yeah. more detailed than you would get if you pointed an actual camera at an actual scene. <laughs> because the camera just doesn't pick that much shit up. Like, it just, like, and because, like, the wall textures are so detailed, like, I'm looking at this picture of, of, of Ray, who is nude, um, uh, and, and when Shinji goes into her, her apartment, um, and, like, you can see, like, she is drawn instead of a very simplistic anime style and has almost no detail on her, and then the background is just the most detailed thing in the universe in just, like, the grossest (laughs) way possible. Yeah, that's, Um, that's kind of the most mystifying thing. It's, like... How is it that, like, 3D is so regularly integrated poorly? Like, I was watching another show, um, and there was a 3D, um, like, table fan, one of those little rotating fans, and it was just like, like, the frame rate of the fan was like, what, what, whatever. 60 probably 60 frames per second or whatever that and the 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 regular rest of the animation was like the lower frames that that animation has because you can't draw that many frames and so it was just like why not just step down the yeah the frames per second on the on the 3d model have you watched spider-verse no you need to watch spider-verse okay it's do so they, good. So, so they do it right. Yes, they do it correctly. Okay. It's the only okay. good-looking 3D animated film I've ever seen. Yeah. And 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 um, it's just it's things insane. like that, which it it just feels lazy that uh, they do such a piss poor job of integrating the 3D with the rest of the yeah uh, animation. Yeah. Um. You know the other the other big difference is that this is a feature film now, so they can show nipples. Um, Woo! So like. <laughs> And there's no reason for this. Like, there's a scene, like, in the scene where, like, like they do, like, the super, like, obvious comedy, an- sh- like, shown an anime thing, where, like, Shinji walks into Ray's apartment and she's nude and then he falls on top of her. And it's, yeah. like, like in the original show, they don't show her nipples because you don't have to. There's no reason right. to. There's no, there's no narrative or dramatic reason to because the <laughs> whole drama is that we know she's nude and we know that Shinji is looking at her and we know that's stressful to him because he's 14. Um, but, like, here it's like no 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 no. we're gonna give you a little peek of the nipple out of the corner of the screen it's like why'd you do that you're making me look at a 14 year old's nipple for no reason yep uh, 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 so yeah so, so dick being small 1.0 um yeah the only the only part i liked about it was that it was the dunk on gendo where where the impl- ritsuko's when she says men have no interest in anything but themselves, implies that for all his wife guy antics, 
Gendo doesn't actually care about Yui, except except as she as yeah. she kind of uh, glorifies him, and that's yeah. and, and which so really his, does I I I which really does make him the ultimate wife guy because like that's okay. the thing about that's that's yes. the thing about wife guys is that like that the, I love my curvy wife guy he doesn't love his curvy wife he loves like the progressive points that he gets by having a curvy wife and saying yeah. that he loves her all the time yeah but it's not that he. <sighs> But there, yeah, there's this, the wife, the, the, the modern wife guy, like, crows about his wife and, like, puts himself down. And Gendo's not, that's not really Gendo's dynamic. I mean, he, um, like, his, his wife, like, helped him, re- is the person who helped him most to reach glory. Um, uh, and he, I guess, he probably respected her intelligence to some degree, uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't like self-flagellate over his wife like, like yeah. wife guys do. So, Austin, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but the analogy doesn't still doesn't quite. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, like he's he he's definitely a wife. He's more of a wife guy in the rebuilds than he is in the original show. Fair enough. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, 1.0 ends. 1.0 ends with um, Romeo. The, the is that the second angel? Third um, angel. Where the big, the one where Shinji's the sniper and, and Rei has to protect him. So and then um, we get the, the goofy parallel where instead of Gendo, it's Shinji rescuing her from the pod, yeah. and things things seem hopeful for maybe the first and last time. Yeah, um, and and Ramiel, let me just say, Ramiel's my favorite angel. It always has been my favorite. He's the only angel that I know the name of. Uh, they all have names. I only know that one because it, it's I don't just know. A fucking, I don't know any of them. It's just a fucking octahedron made of hate. It is <laughs> such a. It's a simple design, and they fucked it up. They destroyed. They obliterated it. Um, because God, Ramiel is fucking hideous. Like, like. At first, it's just, like, extra shiny, which, like, I can put up with. Um, <laughs> but then, like, when it does stuff, it, like, turns into a bunch of just, like, awful 3D cubes that look like somebody just figured out how to use particle effects. I <laughs> fucking hate it. I hate it so much. I hate everything about the Romeo redesign. Oh, um, dear. I'm God, sorry. it looks so shitty. It looks like just a fucking shitty pre-rendered cutscene in a Shin Megami Tensei game from 2003. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, God, yeah. The, the worst is, like, in one of the 3.0 ones where it looks like a goddamn like 2000 pre-rendered video game a computer game scene it's it's appalling but anyway we get a little bit of, of like the of like Shin- introspective shinji but they still have him on the train which doesn't make any fucking sense because because it doesn't function as a symbol anymore because they didn't have him run away on the train <laughs> It's like, oh, you fucked up your own symbol. You idiot. You fucking moron. Whoops. God, you're so stupid. How did you do that? How did you do that? You animated a whole train. It was was 10 years ago. You you Uh, forget things. Um, the other thing that happens in this, that's, uh, there's a bunch, there's like a bunch of little changes. Um, Masato shows Shinji Lilith. Um, which oh, is a, right. a big difference because Masato doesn't even know about Lilith until like episode 16 or whatever. Um, yeah, so Kaji is taken, is removed almost entirely. Yeah, I don't from know why rebuild. he's. 
He's uh, in two. He's in two for no reason. Yeah. So it's so yeah. The weirdest thing about the rebuilds is that. Okay, so it's one. So you you think that removing, like, getting rid of Kaji and Toji, is because they don't have time to for all these characters. But then they fucking go and introduce new characters. Yeah, it's so. Um, so like in in the original series, Kaji is this this bro who went to college with. Oh, he's not a bro. He's a fuckboy who went to college with Ritsuko and Misato. And they, Misato and he dated for a while, and then something happened. Oh, no, oh, yeah, Misato was freaked out because he was too much like her dad, and she didn't, she didn't want to know what that said about her. But anyway, he reappears, um, escorting Asuka to Japan. Yes. And, and his, and his only function is to speak German with a Japanese accent. Oh, uh, God, that's it's- so. F- it was so, so it's so uh, it was offen- it was foul and offensive to my ears. Anyway, but in 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 the rebuilds, like he and Asuka haven't met, and so um so early Kaji a lot of it is like Asuka swooning over him. Um and then and then it turns then it's him being like this double agent and and slowly revealing things to Masato about what Nerve is actually doing. Neither of those things really happened. Yeah, because um, Masato already knows everything in the rebuild, so it doesn't matter. And, and then Asuka it, never meets him, so it doesn't matter. So you don't get the only good thing that Kaji does in the entire show, which is when him and Asuka are like on a boat somewhere, and Asuka's like, "Let's fuck," and 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 Kaji's like, "You are a child." <laughs> uh, he he's not the one who tells Shinji after um, that that he needs to decide whether or not he's going to part of the Eva. Um, yeah, oh yeah, that's the other good thing that he does is is he's watering he waters his crops. Yeah. <laughs> he waters yeah, his crops um, in episode eighteen and nineteen and tells and tells and Shinji so, it all. And so yeah, so so um Kaji they should have just removed his character entirely. They chickened out and didn't. Um the they they removed Toji partially. He he's still the classmate who beats up Shinji day one. He's still he's still a, like a, a an acquaintance, but in the series he becomes the fourth child, and is yeah. in is in an Ava that Shinji kind of attacks. Go, go, goes berserk, becomes yeah. an angel, and Shinji is forced to attack. Instead, yeah, it's Asuka um, yeah. in the rebuild series, which I get. Like that, yeah. I I can I was I can kind see. of hopeful that it would work. Why that would I can see why they would do yeah. that because so she's a more down important talking character. about two Yeah, it's fine. We'll we'll, we'll I mean, like, are, are you are you concerned that we're not walking through the rebuilds kind of like chronologically to make sure we explain? <laughs> no, you, you're not. No, I'm so, not. Mostly, I just wanted to get the right screenshots folder open. Um. So instead, it's Asuka, which which um, which is fine. Um. But because it's it's these are three feature films and they spent so much time setting up the bizarre human instrumentality plot, Asuka's character isn't developed a ton, and so it's so despite it being Asuka who's a more important character than Toji, it still isn't it still doesn't necessarily well I think it doesn't work for different reasons that so in the original series uh, episodes eighteen and nineteen. Uh, Toji is stuck in this Ava. Shinji is 
is mobilized to attack it. He realizes that there's a person in there, and he refuses. Uh, Gendo, being the sociopath he is, um, re- switches Shinji's Eva to automatic controls, and Shinji has to watch as uh, he brutally and horrifyingly destroys this other Eva and realizes that and there's blood. He realizes that the whole thing is alive and he believes he's, he's killed Toji. And so it's, it's the most kind of viscerally it's no, it's the most effect, like most emotionally and like visceral effective scene in the, in the original series. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's less effective in the rebuilds for several reasons. One is just the rebuilds are less good looking the other is the music. Uh, they try. I see what they're trying. They do this weird, like, children's song over the over the scene. Oh, it's so and, bad. And the juxtaposition is supposed to be jarring and uncomfortable and whatever. It, it doesn't work for me. No, uh, it doesn't work um, at all. No, it's bad. And, like, the just... I don't know if there's... If, what music, if any, there was in the original version of the scene. But for something like that, like... The point is the brute horror of it, and so trying to do a something fancy with, with yeah, it's fucking like, cheeky inc- in a way. Inc- that in Congress music, yeah, is unnecessary. Yeah, and, yeah it's trying um, to be snarky and like wink at the audience when like this is a really emotionally effective and serious scene, dude. I'm yeah. having a moment here, motherfucker. And, like, and this is what I feel like is is Anno just sort of like smarmily winking and nodding at the audience. Yeah, and. The other thing that didn't, like, I, I felt that maybe because I had seen the scene before in this original incarnation, but I felt the original one did a better job of conveying Shinji's sense of betrayal. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe because, actually, I'm guessing it's because in the rebuild, uh, like, the autopilot thing has this weird thing where, like... yes. It, it covers his. It tries to, tries to like cover his face and locks his hands into the controls. That was such a weird controls. decision. To yeah. Like, to like have the dummy plug take and he has over to like, and like he has he to like, he has to like lean around. He has to like peer around the thing to try and see what's happening, which which is bizarre because the the power of the original one was him seeing what's happening with with him having no control over it, change it, and so and so. The strength of the first one was Gendo's heartlessness and Shinji's sense of utter horror. And and I felt like the rebuild was more interested in the sort of clever visual poetry it was doing with the, with the music and the and this in the yeah. scene and it didn't it didn't really Yeah. It's it's emotionally empty. Yeah. Um Yeah. Um so yeah, so, so the the other thing about 2.0, so we could talk a little bit about the earlier parts of 2.0. Um, the it begins, it has this cold open where it introduces Mari, and I've never been more confused. Mari, so so Mari, uh, I'm so, almost. So I, 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 I tr- last night I realized she is, I'm, she is undeniably what Blizzard took as inspiration for Diva. I saw you post that. Yes. Uh, so. For those yeah. of you listening, listening a year from now when esports has finally imploded and no one knows what Overwatch is, Diva is a character. I, I wish, I hope, I can't in, wait. And Overwatch, who's this this bubbly 
mech pilot. girl ga- girl gamer who's recruited yeah. by the government to fly a mech and uh and so she's just very much like a cheeky gamer like gamer cat like girl. Man- manic pixie gamer girl um and like like pink and purple and sh- cute colors and and selfies yeah. and winky face and that's basically Mary. Like she, she has a pink suit, pink Mac. Um, in one of the, in one of the three scenes, like her, her cockpit is full of like, like drink, like empty, like drink oh, yeah. cans. Um, just like the Mountain Dew drinking cool, um, cool gamer girl. And so that's the character that they, instead of, instead of using the extra space from getting rid of Toji and Kaji to, to give Asuka what she deserves, they introduced this bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was try. I was looking up things to try to figure out what the fuck the point of Mario was, or like what. And I, I found. I didn't find, I didn't find an answer, but I did find like Gimli some information. And, and I can't. I don't have a source to confirm this. I could probably find it again and maybe put it in the show notes if I could find it. If you don't see it there, I couldn't. Okay. Uh, or wouldn't bother. But, um, where somebody said that like. Ano like went off to a writer's retreat with two other people for like a, a week specifically <laughs> to think about what to do with Mari. And he and the fact and then he came back and he wrote this. <laughs> uh, it didn't work, motherfucker. Well, because everyone at the fucking writer retreat was like, she's pointless. Get fucking rid of her. And yeah. he was like, no. Yeah, it was. Ugh, it was because like one, and it said like one of the other guys that he brought to the writers' retreat had this idea of like her like eventually like usurping Asuka and eventually kissing Shinji, um, and it's like, and everybody else is just like, no, that's bad, but like, <laughs> that's ah, it's so like Fuck anything because she doesn't fill a role that's not already filled. Like she's right. like she's just Asuka. But well, she's, like, just, with, she's a different flavor of Asuka. She's just there for jokes. Yeah. Um, you know, like, she's funny and she dunks on Shinji all the time. And it's like, yeah, Asuka's already well, funny and dunks on Shinji all the time. She doesn't dunk on Shinji. She, dunk, she dunks on Asuka. Yeah. Um, well, in 3.0, she dunks on Shinji. Does she? I oh, think maybe so. Maybe a little bit. Um, um, anyway, and she says, yeah, so, you know. Yeah. That's probably why. Um, Cat girls. Something, yeah. something. Um... Anyway, this is so where, because this, this movie and 3.0 have like the highest concentrations of original content, like they they ran out of the ability to like lean on the strength of the designs from the original show um, to like carry the the show forward visually, and so it's just like a a, a, a hellscape of the worst that mm-hmm. that mid two thousands graphic like and character design has to offer. It's awful. Mm-hmm. These movies look terrible. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I mean I, my, my my other snarky post from last night was that like see like film more than other like artistic media is where like creators get worse as they as they get older. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it's because maybe it's because we're looking at like the successful ones who get flooded with money and and don't know how to deal with it um but because like authors are always poor like of like literature right right people who write novels and so um except for assholes like dan brown who probably always sucked like it's not like you have a fucking apocalypse now situation where you're given like more money than god and you just kind of like lose your mind because yeah. you have because you have no constraints anymore uh so 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 that's probably why look at i mean like with peter jackson like the like 
his earliest like heavenly creatures is supposed to be his best film and that was one of his early things with when he had when he had no budget and then his big break was lord of the rings and those get progressively worse uh, as he kind of began leaning on like money over over yeah other things and so i think about this all the time because you see you see this a lot in music as well, and I'm way more I'm I'm way more uh, of a music nerd than yeah, I am. Yeah, my a film other friend, nerd. my other friend was saying the the one uh, the other example of that is music. Um, yeah, and I always when I when I think about it in music because I always think because in music it, it always sort of feels a little bit more tragic. Um, mm. uh, like, and there are some artists that like remain really creative and and sort of inspired well into into their old age, mm. um, but the vast majority. Like their debut album is good, and then it's da- all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, with like the as rare much exception, of, who are you like gonna say? I, with with like the rare exception of like artists, because like one that I think about all the time is Animal Collective, who mm. are one of my favorite bands. Um, I absolutely adore Animal Collective. Um, but and they they had this run of four albums in the mid two thousands: Sung Tong, Strawberry Jam feels in Meriwether Post Pavilion that like everybody agrees are like the best things that they've ever made mm-hmm. and I wonder what it's like to be you know in your mid late 40s as all of these dudes are who are collective <laughs> and just have everybody just constantly be like why don't you make stuff like you were when you were tw- like you did when you were 25 you know <laughs> like like because I, and I also think about that with yeah. uh Neutral Milk Hotel with Jeff Mangum who is at this point like nearly a 50 year old man and mm-hmm. has done absolutely nothing of note creatively since he was like you know in his late 20s and it's like what is it like what must it be to like and like he he will very occasionally like deign to like come out and do live shows and it's like what's it like to just go out and just to and perform for a crowd of people who only give a shit about the person that you were when you were you know 26 you know and 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 like have to perform songs that you wrote when you were 26 and like now you're a completely different person mm-hmm. um it's it's fucking wild um yeah. you know and i i think about that all the time of just like like it's especially now where like like a lot of the bands that made like massive classic albums of like the late 90s and early 2000s are now like middle-aged dads um and a lot of that music was like stuff that i really like and listen to yeah it's just like well now now they're all just dads <laughs> um and i i it's just it's gotta be so weird to be somebody who is most well known for music that you made in the late 90s now uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know i feel bad for isaac brock i forget who that is so he's the guy from modest mouse Oh yeah, I don't really feel that bad for Isaac Brock. He's got. <laughs> um, I feel very bad for Phil Elbrum. He's he's lived a sad life. Oh. He's the he's the guy from the microphones, uh, uh, and his wife died a couple years ago. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, do you feel, do you feel bad for Mary? I don't. No, she's she sucks. <laughs> I'm probably just going to cut that whole conversation out. No, um, that's a good conversation. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so, um, so yeah. It's, instead of instead of Asuka, yes, and Kaji, it's like like Mary. Apparently, I, I think knows Kaji. Yeah, but they never um, really interact. No, they don't because Mary's whole thing is just she's this she's just like this Luna Lovegood fucking weirdo ass who's horny for like the smell of lcl yeah. um just the most like fucking 
bullshit, like, random, quirky... It was and... the 2000s. Woo! Uh, what more can you say? So, let's see. You you can fill in... So, I, I forget everything of 2.0 up until the... Um, the when when Shinji has to attack Asuka in the in the Asia. Okay, I will. Is fill, anything I will is there anything in. important in the middle? There's a lot of stuff that I'm mad about. Good, um, that that so that so works. I'll talk about it. So um, so yeah, so the show the movie opens like after the cold open in the title card, we get the scene with Shinji and Gendo at uh, Yui's grave, right. um, which her grave has been redesigned, um, <gasps> and instead of getting scenes of Shinji hemming and hawing over whether or not he should go, it just opts to drop us into him going and then him fill it back filling that information that he was that he was considering not going when he's in the car with Masato. Um, I like effective storytelling of that sort. Yes, I, I think it's good. I think it's, <laughs> no, I, think I that, wait really. I I thought that decision was all right. I th- I mean, if with film especially, like it, like I think it's all. If I my usual yeah. take is that it's weaker to post explain something um because it always feels like justification um i well i think that the way that they originally did it where they had shinji hemming and i worked well in a tv show and wouldn't have worked well on film hmm. um but the scene is still important and they still need to keep it in um and so this is a better way of doing it because ultimately they don't really post justify it all that much like it's a couple of lines of conversation um and a lot of and a lot of it is communicated just purely through the way that shinji and gendo interact at the grave yeah um so i i i thought it was all right and then it's yeah no that scene scene was fine and then it's immediately followed because they get a call that's like an angel's attacking and then (laughs) there's this fucking shot of Masato like drifting her car around uh, the onto on, around like the entrance ramp, oh, the highway, right. and it's it looks awful. It looks so bad. It's just uh. this badly three D animated car, and it just looks so fake and just plasticky and like so like a kid playing with toy cars, and it has no the car has no weight to it or anything like that. It just look it's the worst kind of just like computer generated bullshit. Yeah. Um, so we just got that, we like, just got Mary, and now we immediately after get Asuka. Yes. Uh, um, and it, and though admittedly for most of Mary's introduction we get um, she, we don't see her face and we don't really learn anything about her so her real introduction happens later in the movie when she meets Shinji right. um, but yeah so we meet we meet Asuka That's... who single handedly defeats the angel which is not how it happens in the original With show this, and it's worse like, bullshit Top Gun style music it's yeah it's lot. it's so much worse than the original show because in the original show like immediately like Asuka is like it, it's both a showing of Asuka as like of Asuka's character and of her like her prowess with an Eva, but also of her inability to do anything by herself and yeah. her sheer and her complete confidence in her ability to do things herself. Yeah, um, so, yeah. The, you know, the, and ha- the, the way the way she and Shinji have like end up collaborating to destroy the angel. Um, yeah, and uh, Shinji Shinji turning trans and all of us by extension. Yeah. <laughs> when he has to when he has to wear Asuka's extra suit, yeah. um, instead uh-huh. we get we get this Top Gun ass thing, and I, I mentioned that because this is, after all, ultimately Top Gun because Gunbuster, which yes, which was Ano's early, uh, was just Top early Gun, rough, rough draft for this was Top Gun in space, yes, 
And so this, this by by the transitive property is is, <laughs> is also Top Gun. Yeah, um, and then Oscar Oscar has her first interaction with the with Suzuhara and Kensuke and Shinji, and it's a great example of the ways in which like they just bungle her characterization in the rebuilds uh, because her interactions with them on the boat is she is cocky but somewhat justifiably so, and then like Suzuhara catches a glimpse of her panties and she slaps him. You know? <laughs> it's like that's what happens. Whereas like here, Asuka like walks up to Shinji, just like where the fuck were you, and then leg sweeps him. Oh right, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like it, it immediately introduces her as just such a fucking asshole. Like she's <laughs> yeah. just like like in the original, she's cocky. Here, she's just a bitch. Like she's just <laughs> the worst. Um, right. It's it's awful, you know. And like she, there's a little bit of that in the early intro bits with, with her character in the show, and she becomes better characterized later, where you sort of start to see yeah. like the edges crack, I guess, and like like uh, another one of like. Maybe my favorite Asuka scene is the one in the elevator with Rey, um, where she slaps Rey and, and like, calls Rey a doll and whatever. Um, and, like, that scene works in part because Asuka's being an asshole, but you can see that it's because she's, like, deeply hurting. Um, hmm. And, like, like you see this sort of, like, complexity to her character that you just don't see here, where she literally just shows up and is just like, hey, motherfucker, now you're on the <laughs> ground. Yeah, and what's um, so... In the rebuilds in the elevator scene, Ray oh, grabs her hand yes. and stops her from slapping her. Yes, which is, I think, that's huge. Um, yeah. And it, it's really reflective of the way that, like, one of the only things I like about this movie and, and, and the rebuilds is the way that it changes Ray's character, which, of course, gets thrown directly in the toilet in 3.0. Yep. Um, but uh, the way in which it, like, I think it characterizes Ray way better. Um, yeah. I mean, like she like, functions like way better as a character and as a foil for Shinji and as like uh, a foil for Asuka as, as this sort of like like foil triangle that they all have going on there where they all emphasize <laughs> the, char- the character traits of each other. Right. Um, and she works way better in this. It's a shame that Asuka doesn't have enough character traits to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, until until we get to the end, what like so? So yeah, Ray is definitely more of a person in in, in 2.0 than in yeah, the original Yeah, I wrote series. that Ray gets to be multidimensional in the rebuilds, but at the expense of Asuka being a cardboard cutout of a bitch. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, Anno, Anno can't juggle enough multiple women. Mu- multiple fully realized women. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, her other big kind of show of agency, I guess, is Ray, like, independently tries to like reconcile Shinji and Gendo. Um, yes, she arranges a, a like big dinner party. So um. like she like I think this happens in the original series as too. She kind of asks Gendo like is this something that like this is this ha- something that I would do or is this like some a way that like Ray yeah, because she's behave. eating dinner with Gendo, and I don't remember this happening in the original series. I don't think it of, does of her of the scene where she's having dinner with Gendo, which also like does a lot of work to build her relationship with him. Yeah, um, and, and of like, course, but the like my problem there is like, why like you're like okay, yeah, give give Ray give Ray a character, but don't like Asuka died for Gendo to be humanized. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, I don't think they're humanizing Gendo is the thing in that scene and, and, and in these other scenes is I think that that, because ultimately the dinner falls apart and I True. think the True. the way in which, and, and then the dinner falling apart is immediately followed by the scene in which Gendo uh, forces Unido 1 to kill uh, to kill Asuka. And True. like the lesson True. that Rei learns there isn't that Gendo is like a real human person, but that Gendo is taking advantage of her. Um, you know, and that yeah. to me was the mood yeah. of the dinner scene too. Is is it's this very like creepy one sided thing of just this grown ass man having d- a candlelit dinner alone with a fourteen year old girl. Right. You know, like it's creepy as hell. Um, yeah. And the yeah. and, and like the conversation that she has, like she really relies on him so much for her socialization and for her sense of like how to behave around other people mm-hmm. um, in a way that there is weird. And then as the movie goes on, becomes deeply tragic. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, so, so she, she suggests a dinner with the gang to try and bring Shinji close to, to his dad. And then we get some like, uh, gag scenes reminiscent of the early, early show where, where Asuka is trying to learn how to cook so she can contribute to the dinner and she's yeah. all embarrassed a, about it. Yes, there's a uh, there's a reprise of the small dick joke from the the first show where she oh, really? with Shinji uh, where Asuka comes out of the uh, comes out of the get, also goes into the shower and is also scared by Pen Pen and she runs out nude. Um, and it's a similar thing, but it's it, like the table is covering like her from the waist down. And so like the 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 like objects that are covering her are covering her nipples and it's like are you implying is the joke that she has small areolas what are you what are you talking about what are you doing uh, um, it, it doesn't make any sense because like like <laughs> like it almost makes sense uh, and then she like flying like kicks Shinji in the head for daring to be in the kitchen when she runs out nude um, oh god um yeah, it's um, it's ugh, it sucks. And then they they go on a field trip to an aquarium. Let's let's uh, pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, what the field There's trip? No, well, what's the point? There's no point except, except yeah. I do want to mention the fact that Pen Pen went on that field trip, which doesn't make any sense. Oh yeah, and he's 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 because so they go to a uh like a field trip to this like like marine preserve of like pre impact uh sea life. And so you see, like, oh, the water used to be blue, and there are all these animals. And then Ray go- goes on a metaphor about how she's trapped in a tank as well. Um, <gasps> because her other clones literally are. <gasps> um, and then Pen Pen freaks the fuck out when he sees uh, other penguins. Uh, but yeah, that's like Kaji's only other appearance in the in the rebuilds. He, he's the chaperone. <laughs> on the trip. I sent you the screenshot that I took. Of, okay. of that of that goof. Uh, I'll put it in the sh- put, tweet it and then put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we have we they try and like bring back some of like the early series like slice of life stuff, but at the expense of like important things, namely yeah, Asuka. It it, um, it, it like this movie and the f- is really where I think this, and all three of these movies, but especially this one, and to a certain extent the first one, is just like, this show really bears the stress of being adapted from a TV show. You yeah, know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And of trying to be, of trying to be, like, the canonical version. Like, End of Ava doesn't bear that because it's just trying to be the ending. Whereas, like, yeah. this is trying to be like, no, if you want to experience Ava, you should watch the rebuilds instead, and it completely fails to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's just so yeah. much missing you know yeah and so they and so they compress like episodes 18 and 19 through like 23 together because um so 18 and 19 are when uh shinji thinks he kills toji and then 23 is when ray sacrifices herself well, i guess ray ray the second uh and so in in this uh after shinji freaks the fuck out after attacking the angel with Asuka in it rather than Toji. He runs away um, and like in the original series, as he's running away, um, another angel alert comes in uh, and this time Ray goes out to face it instead of Asuka. Um, um, there's, and... another, um, there's another interesting change a little earlier on that I was just looking through my screenshots oh, yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Um, that um, the the angel that falls from the sky that they have to catch um during that sequence asuka that's that angel happens way later in the show um after way more time and, and way more character growth and so when that angel shows up in the rebuild asuka is like no there's no need to send it to anybody else i can do it by myself and ah. Masato has to tell her like no you can't right um, right you know, which I think I think is is fairly effective. It's one of the more effective bits in this movie. Yeah, um, I mean, it, and like, she, because like, she gets it, really beaten up about the fact that she can't do anything on her own. Yeah, and then there's yeah. a scene where she's uh she's like tossing and turning in bed. And there's just this like really gratuitous shot of her ass that I hate. <laughs> um, I hate it so much. And then she gets up and goes into Shinji's room, um, and lays down next to Shinji. Um, and then they have this. They have they have a conversation where Shinji asks her why she pilots the Ava, and she says, that's a stupid question. I pilot Ava for myself. And then Shinji says he doesn't really know why he pilots Ava. And then Asuka says, are you stupid? Um, <laughs> and then says, that's just running away from your responsibilities. And Shinji says, well, maybe I want to be praised by my father. Because that's the other thing that happens, is after they catch the... the, the uh, the angel, Shinji's dad calls him on the phone and says he did a good job, which yeah. did not happen in the original show. Um, uh, well, in the, I, in the original show, he, does he say it in person? No, I don't think he gets praise at all. No, he does. He does. He gets, he, does? he gets that one, he gets that one praise. I don't remember that, but I think you're right. Uh, you might be right. Um, yeah, yeah I can try to figure it out. But... And so, and so, yeah, that, that, when they have that angel, they have, they have to catch I guess it. I wonder if it serves different purposes because in the in the in the original series, is it? I forget kind of the point at which it is in the character growth, but I guess there it's more that they find that the three kids have finally learned to work together. Yeah, and here, it's that, yeah. And here it's that it's it's emphasizing that they they can't yet. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, there's a bunch of like this this movie, and and. The original show, like, but if, if I really felt it watching watching 2.0, this movie really thinks Kaji is, like, wise, huh? <laughs> um, like, it keeps... Like, because there's several though. scenes where, like, Kaji, like, says things to Shinji, um, especially, I think, on the field trip, um, where, uh, like, like, where stuff like that happens, and just, like, Kaji, like, says stuff that, like, s- he says it really wisely, and the framing, <laughs> and, like, and, like, the way everything... And the way everything is shot and the way the other characters react imply that he's a very wise character. And the shit he's saying is complete fucking nonsense. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Kaji because, yeah, another change is in, like, how Shinji comes back after he decides to stop piling the Ava. So his dad forces him to fight uh, Asuka's Ava. He refuses. Um, Gendo... Tur- 
puts it on autopilot and Shinji has to watch him destroy the Ava with Asuka in it. And then he, and, and then, uh, he says he'll never, um, pilot again and is drummed out of nerve. And then in the original series, well, in both of them, the, uh, he's leaving, they get a, um, angel alert then kind of he has to decide whether to come back and so last episode i complained about about this that um the kind of uh inner narrative of we need you to pilot this mech to defeat this alien the motivations involved there don't sync up with the kind of the meta narrative which is you need to stop running away from your emotional and mental problems and confront the world instead of isolating yourself. Uh, in the original series, I thought that the piloting the Eva as a metaphor for kind of taking responsibility for your life, I felt I felt that it kind of it, it fell apart there and that what the message he was trying to say was that you should get in that mech because that's kind of the responsible thing to do. It didn't work because getting in the mech, the kind of the, in, the inner narrative was I I I think perfectly justified Shinji. Sorry, I'm talking like Yoda. Shinji would have been perfectly justified in refusing. And so I felt like that the, the metaphor and the literal text didn't line up in the rebuilds. It's there's less of a meta narrative at all there, because instead of Shinji watching from a distance as uh, Asuka fights the Ava and, kind of talking with Kaji and trying to decide whether to return, uh, he's kind of thrust back into it. Um, he is sitting in one of the, sh- the shelters. He, uh, he's Kaji doesn't, Kaji doesn't, is yes, involved in no cr- this. No crop watering. Um, and the thing that's weird about Kaji's crops is that in the rebuilds they're inside the geo front, whereas they're on the surface in the original ship. Oh, which is interesting. why that's an insane change, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, and so, so we've got Mary, of course. Um, and so, and so Diva uh, is fighting the angel. She gets, she goes into berserk mode, like she can just do that on command. Apparently, yeah. It's oh god, it's so stupid. Um, and so she, but she still loses. She gets, so there's, I think they're trying to, I think they think it's deep or something that Mary's like, I'm going to abandon my humanity to take this out. And it, and it's, it's and not, it fails. No, it's not. Um, Cause it has nothing to do with fucking anything. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, and so she, she gets the shit made out of her and, and crashes into the, the shelter where Shinji is. Yeah. And she's like, hello, Nya. Um, I got the shit beat out of me. How are you? And, um, and so then she, she kind of picks Shinji up and takes him over to the battlefield, where he sees Ray, getting the ship beat out of her, and so there, it's it's less like he's, it's more psychologically realistic within within the internal narrative. Like yes, he, like, there's this immediacy here. He's he can go save Ray. He sees she's in danger. That but that doesn't really drive the meta narrative of him making a conscious decision to kind of um get a grip on his life uh and so it's it it it, it's it's a more i guess narratively fluid scene but it doesn't really serve the serve the 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 overall metaphor 
Um, and so, but anyway, yeah, because he, like he, just like this random person who nobody knows or cares about shows up and is like, "Hey, Shinji, I've just gotten the shit beaten out of me." And Shinji has every right to just be like, "I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know who you are. You just landed on the roof of my school and then smelled me and said I smelled nice." And then walked away. <laughs> Why would I care if you got your ass beat? <laughs> oh man! Imagine if they'd replaced Kaoru with Mary. And so instead of "You are worthy of my grace," you smell. So the the elevator scene. We also we also. I'm looking at the, the screenshots that I took of the elevator scene, and there's another. Um, like the elevator scene is, is quite different, like the dialogue here, oh, yeah. um, where where Ray in this version says Ava is a mirror that reflects your heart, and you shouldn't rely on Ava. There is happiness to be found outside of piloting them. Um, which when I watched that scene, which is like, oh, that's an interesting like reflection of some stuff that gets talked about in episode twenty six of the original show, which is like the the idea that like piloting Ava is not the end goal it's a means to an end it's getting a grip on your life but like there's a world where you don't have to pilot Ava at all and you're still happy and your shit is together oh you right the, like, the, like, the little alternate alternate reality school yeah exactly that they have like like, the, like there's a better a, not only like it's not it doesn't it's not only that you have to get your shit together and be miserable there's a world that you can move past even that and get to a point where you're actually happy um but of course they do nothing with it because they dump all of that shit um, in the immediately in the toilet, um, <laughs> and instead focus on get letting Shinji rescue Ray from inside of the angel and cause the third impact in the process, which is uh, yeah. So as as kind of like incoherent as that scene is, like I I thought like the music and the the. I, I thought it was like it was very emotionally effective it right, was just nonsense right. yeah exactly. it was emotionally effective complete like, and utter trash it was, it, was a, it was a nice scene it just didn't have it's anything like, to do it's like with they just the... forgot what movie they were making <laughs> they just forgot what they just fucking forgot and they were like what if we do this cool shit and we make Rey a damsel in distress for no reason even though she's perfect she's like a capable person um, and also a million clones um, and it's, it's, oh, it's, and then also, what if we threw that all away in 3.0 by replacing Ray with a, with a mannequin? Uh, oh, 3.0, I guess we have no choice now, do we? So, yeah, so let's, let's gonna, clar- clarify see. the end of 2.0 is that, is that, um, the, the rogue or the angel eats, eats Ray and then, um, Shinji like dives into its core and, and like, some weird metaphorical rescue happens where he pulls her out and that quote unquote awakens his Ava and whatever that means. And that causes the third impact. Why? Who knows? Kaoru shows up is like, Hey, hey fucker, it's go time. And 2.0 ends with yeah. that. Uh, oh yeah, the, I'm just going through to the, my screenshots to see if there's anything else. There's the bit where Mari gets in the robot and she puts on her her plug suit. She goes, "My boobs fit perfectly. It feels great." Yeah, feel, I po- we need. I, I post that's that's a screenshot. Yeah. I post. Uh, I saw that. We just I just felt we needed to mention it on the podcast. It's, yeah, it's, it's awful. Yeah. And I said, "Toji didn't die for this," and you're like, <laughs> "Toji would die specifically for this." <laughs> 
Um, and there, there's, like, tons of interesting little decisions in here, because, like, very early on, when Shinji first meets Mari, um, Shinji... I think it's when Shinji first meets Mari. Shinji says, so there's somebody actually, there's actually somebody out there who doesn't worry about piloting an Ava. Yeah, um, like, Mary and doesn't then later, brain problems in the same sense that the others do. She's just a fucking weirdo. Later on, after Mary interacts with Shinji in the shelter, Mary says to herself, so there's actually someone out there who racks his brains about whether or not to pilot Ava. <laughs> um, yeah. And of course, it doesn't really go anywhere. Nope. It doesn't do anything. Doesn't have anything to do with anything. Um... Yeah, and then, so yeah, third impact, 2.0 ends, we get 3.0. Okay. Hell yeah. This movie sucks ass. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. I didn't didn't take down a single note on it. I I took down a bunch of notes, and they were all about how much it sucks. I only have one, like, substantial thought, so why don't you kick this one off? Okay, so it opens with this, like, in medias res scene of Asuka in some kind of fight in the sky uh, that never never makes any sense. It's never explained. It doesn't doesn't matter. But she has an eye patch. She has an eye patch now. She's punished Venom Asuka. Um, (laughs) um, And, like, the note that I took at this happened was didn't the third impact happen last time? What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, and uh, before Shinji is on screen at all, Asuka's already said Baka Shinji. Like, he, <laughs> already. Like, before before he's even... I'm like, what are you... You're on the, you haven't even been on the screen. Uh, who are you talking sh- to? Who are you... T- like, what are you... What the fuck is going on? We get some Shinji Akari feet pics. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we're we sort of dropped in, and this is where Shinji really becomes the point of view character again, yeah. is because we're dropped into this thing, and we're on some kind of submarine or something like that, and Shinji has been, like, is being held captive. He has a choker on, which is how you know he's trans. Um, oh, right. Um, but, and, but, what, but we'll get back to what it means when he t- it's, it's taken off him later. Yeah, um, and he, so he's, like, being punished for causing the third impact, and now he's interacting with Masato, who's a huge asshole now to him for no reason. Well, well, because Gendo's gone, so she has to, someone has has to to be, be, yeah, she has to be a huge asshole to him, and she blames him for causing the third impact, and it's like, wasn't the third impact supposed to be the end of the world? Why were you still able to build a boat? I guess it wasn't (laughs) that bad after all, fuck you. Um, and then, there's a million, uh, so, like, when... When it we first can, goes can we talk into, about Ritsuko's haircut? we can talk about Ritsuko's haircut when we talk about <laughs> one more thing, which is so we've been talking a, a bunch about how these movies look bad. Um, we've been talking a bunch about how there's too much 3D. There, in w- when they introduce like the cockpit of the Wunder, um, oh baby, there is a fucking handheld camera shot in this animated film. What the fuck? It's, what the actual yeah, shit? Yeah, the inside what is of this wonderbar ship is it's a it's a visual nightmare. It's a it's, it looks yeah. like garbage and it's shot horribly because it's a 2D animated film and they put this really awful 3D fake handheld camera shot in like as it's like showing you the inside of the cockpit and it's like what are you doing? What is going on? Why would you do this why would you do this why why would you do this to my eyeballs i'm so mad i'm so angry about this one shot i've never like as soon as i saw that shot i knew this movie was going to be awful maybe I that's why it. misato turns into such an asshole because she has to live there 
Yeah, she has to live. She has to live in three D. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. yeah the, so other she, thing, the other thing. There's another. There's a shot in in uh, 2.0 that I wanted to mention where there's this shot of like a bunch of people walking back and forth on the street, and all of the people are 3D, and it, they're like really bad 3D. It looks awful. It's a very bad looking shot. Of, and I, I I literally I like recoiled away from my computer instinctually because it looks so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. Oh, Computers God. have fucking ruined animation. Uh-huh. But let's see. Um, oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that walking scene. But Masato's an asshole. Blames Shinji for the third impact, and and it's like she and Ritsuko in protective custody are, are just are just picking up slack, picking up where Gendo left off in terms of the adults who don't tell you anything and are just huge assholes to you, um, and so. So Shinji is sitting there being like, what the fuck, 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 what the fuck? And then, then an angel or an Ava. And it, yeah, an angel so, shows up and they're like, and they, and they're like, the, scramble like, the, ship, the ship goes into attack mode and Shinji's like, don't you need me to pilot unit 01? And they're not talking to him and he's, he screams it at Masada several times. And then Ritsuko tells him, you are needed to pilot unit 01. No further details, of course. Um, uh, well, and then, and then, um... Yeah, like as Masato is leaving, he's like, "What? Am I, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do?" Like, and she's like, "You don't. You're not going to do anything anymore." Yeah. Uh, and then that's supposed to be like, "Boom, Because and then there's all sorts uh, of fucking and there's all sorts of fucking bullshit techno babble, just like the worst. There's one of the there's she's I always the screenshots is just like this awful shit that this like one character is saying, just like Roger enabling space time control, switching yeah. over to triaxial helm systems, and it's like what the fuck are you talking about? What I is- think your subtitles are more techno babbly than mine. Yeah, um, I had bad subtitles, but even then, even then, um, if, if you can, if, if if that's a valid translation of a thing <laughs> you wrote, you need to go to jail. Yeah. Um, so I mean, in I mean, it like it, it reflects the incoherence of the of the plot generally because like yeah, Shin Misato says that Shinji can't pilot anything because he's apparently too powerful that he'll awaken whatever Ava he pilots and cause the fourth impact. Um, yeah. So uh, and so, so using if, Unit One as so like if, the, if, the yeah, engine if, if, of this new ship. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. If he wants to complain about. Um, like deifying Shinji, it's this one in which, like, oh, he's he's so goddamn powerful that any if he gets into just comes immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, so he's and he's he's, put- and he's just like, and it's such a it's such a weird thing as like a as like part of the metaphor of of just like because we're still like the metaphor is still that the Avas are a metaphor for adulthood and or a metaphor for, and and the angels are a metaphor for adult problems and like. So now Shinji has thrown such a tremendous temper tantrum that the adults around him will not allow him to be an adult anymore. <laughs> um, which is, I understand it, but it's a strange choice. Yeah, um, and 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 what and what triggered? I mean, what triggered the third impact of supposedly his rescuing Ray, which, like. <laughs> as it was framed in 2.0 was a complete like Shinji, a heroic moment Shinji is blameless for that yeah like like yeah. 
no one's gonna like and so it's like okay so what's this so you got too emotional you you became too connected to another person and right like, what, right what, right what is this what is this thing arguing make up, now? Your, make up your mind <laughs> make up your mind like what is it what is this arguing now that like oh actually reaching out and attempting to connect to other people is bad because you'll cause the end of the world what <laughs> doesn't make any sense oh. <laughs> complete yeah. nonsense nothing it's just a it's an empty nothing yeah so that's 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 great. yeah like the main, the main problem with this movie is that it's so fucking boring. It's boring as <laughs> shit. Like every, it's yeah. so fucking grim, dark, and everybody's mad, and there's no comic relief or like change in tone. It's just unrelentingly bleak the entire time, and it's yeah. it's so well, like, except, except for when Mary makes quips. Yeah, <laughs> but even then, like it's not. It's now it's no longer bleak. It's annoying. You know. <laughs> And it's it's right. it's just ugh. And then um, okay, so, but, yeah, so then yeah, Asuka shows up in, 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 to Shinji's holding cell and just yells at me, him. Punished a bunch. Venom Asuka. Oh, right, and doesn't doesn't explain anything, and then and then bails, and then and punches punches the glass um, so hard. She oh, and, th- break, she, she and then we learn, it. and then we learn, and then we learn that fourteen years, for fourteen years, you have asked who is Shinji. So let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> um. So, 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 so he thought it was clever to have 14 years passed. Hey, it worked for Wolfenstein for exactly 14 years, mark you. It, it can work for Ava too, right? Okay, great, great, cool, great, cool. Um, but that Except means everyone the- else has to age, right? Great, not so great. No, because the whole point now is that there are, these are young, attractive women for his little harem, but they're, they're less... If they're older and less attractive, then oh no. Um, so the curse of the Ava is cast upon Asuka and, and so it's Mary. Like, yeah. Only so, them two. So that yeah. they don't age. And, and so like now, and also inexplicably Masato, because she also looks the same. Um, well, even though she, she, doesn't, I mean, she's, even though she, she doesn't pilot an Ava. Well, she's, all, she's always got her like collar turned up and her glasses on. So it's hard to tell with her. Um, um, but yeah, like, like, ugh, it's, but anyway, it's, because like now the Avas aren't a metaphor for adulthood. They're a metaphor for like permanent adolescence, you know, or for, for being for like, right. not for growing up and, and taking responsibility for your life, but for a sort of like awkward middle stage, which I guess they kind of always were, but like, it's, like this presented as like oh there's no way to escape this it's the curse of the Ava you can, it, ne- <laughs> it never gets better um, you know it, it, you like whereas the, the previous incarnations of of this show have implied that the Avas are a very transitional stage that is very that like you can get out of you know you right, will eventually emerge right. on the other side of of the Avas but like here it's just like nope sorry fuck you <laughs> um so. So yeah, we learned that 14 years have passed. Shinji is just like constantly like what the fucking, um, and then he, he's like justifiably like, what the fuck did I do wrong? All I wanted to do was rescue Ray. Uh, where, like, where is she? Didn't I, didn't I save her? And then he hears her voice. Um, and then her old Ava comes and rescues him from his little holding cell. And then um, Toji's baby sister, who's now the new, like, cute girl, um, as if we needed more, is like, 
whatever you do, don't pilot an Ava. And he's like, why not? But of course, no one tells him anything, uh, because unlike Gendo, who we know, who we who we know won't tell anyone because he doesn't see people, other people as uh, autonomous agents who deserve kind of to be treated as such. Um, everyone else now keeps secrets from him just for you know tradition. Uh, yeah, and so he and that's the thing is, I, I kept ex- so- I kept expecting at some point there to be like us to be told something. <laughs> and we kind of are like there's a big info dump with Kaoru at one point, yeah. but it like actually it's not enlightening at all. <laughs> it tells us nothing, you know. It's it's uh, a big long info yeah. dump that contains zero information, and right. then the movie ends, and we're still confused, and nothing has happened. But there's one more, and surely yeah. then everything will be resolved. Yeah. Three point oh uh, point one point oh will will drop next year, and we'll do a. A live podcast from within the movie theater, God. pissing off everybody. Uh, anyway, Ray rescues him, takes him down to the old Nerf headquarters where Gendo is still just hanging out with his with his VR uh, Oculus thing. Cowroo's um, there, um, and uh, Gendo's I mean, like, I I made a I made a uh, um, what's the word for a tandem bicycle for you and Kaoru? <laughs> yeah, and Shinji's uh, like, great, thanks. Um, and so they and so they try to do. Um, then they play the piano for a while. Yes, yeah, so they try and do the same thing that they did with Shinji and Asuka in the early series, where like there's that there's this one yeah. operation where they have to be perfectly in sync. So they do yeah. this this funny little yeah. funny little montage where yeah. Misato tries to teach Asuka and Shinji to like work together and be in sync and they play Twister and it's dumb and funny. Yeah. Imagine here they just, if you've here seen they the just ori- play piano. Yeah, if you've seen the original show and you haven't seen the rebuilds, imagine that episode, but no fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, um, it's so, so like So that's like that's one of the laziest forms of filmmaking. It's like you're trying, like, try trying to uh, convey two, like, two ca- characters either coming together or character growth through kind of an ultimately empty montage. Um, and because, so, and, and it ultimately, it really didn't work for me as a person who plays the piano. Because I know too much about playing the piano. And I could not, no matter what, I don't care if it's magic, I could not suspend the disbelief enough to believe that the noise that that piano would be making would be anything other than gorgeous chords and noise. <laughs> you know? Like, it does not matter how good of an improviser you are, Kaoru. If this dude is just plonking around on the ivories, it's going to sound like shit. Yeah. And then he, and then it, Shinji's just like, well, what if I want to get better? And Kaoru's just like, just do it again. And it's just like, well, that's really bad practice advice. Like, that's not how you learn to play the piano. You have to have, like, focused practice. You have to decide what you want to learn. And you're going to be like, I want to learn this scale. And then you're going to practice the scale. And then you learn songs with it. And then that's how you learn how to play the piano. You don't just, you don't just plock around the ivories with your boyfriend all day. I'm so mad. Uh, so, yeah. So, in the original series, despite, like, the, the period of, of, interaction being less between yeah. Shinji and Kaoru it it does a more effective yeah. job of bringing them closer emotionally um just by doing effective filmmaking like putting them in 
kind of new situations. Like, I I still don't think it's amazing in the original series. I think it's kind of rushed and dialogue heavy. Yeah, but um, it's way like, more effective. I believe that relationship. Yeah, I I I didn't entirely, but I I. I I got was willing, it. I was willing to buy it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, here it's just like, man, fuck you, eat shit, huff my shit. Right, and so and so Shinji latches onto Kaoru uh, as as in the original series because Gendo is just as just as um, cold Distant. as as usual, and Ray is even more than ever. Um, yeah, we can they, do with Ray really in a second. Did, they really did Ray dirty this time. Yeah, but I want to talk about Kaoru, and so like. And so, of course, Shinji latches onto Kaoru because he's the only one who shows him like, like attention and sincere interest and affection. Um, and so, I think the, the only like the, the like the, what they could have done, which they kind of did but very poorly, maybe, was um, before Shinji escapes from Misato and Willy, the 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 new like rogue. The, the the resistance <laughs> yeah the hashtag resistance um no it, it's it's spelled will with an e at the end but it's obviously like a metaphor for god's will or, god's will or something and the germ the vaguely germanics thing did you notice in the rebuilds that like the um the like the obelisks that the ste- the seal people get this weird like fashy design oh, and german I, and german I text hate- I hate the redesign. I didn't even yeah. mention that. I completely forgot. About it. I hate the redesign of the seal monoliths. They were so much better than when they were just black rectangles. And it's a perfect example of how computers fucking destroy everything. Because suddenly it's really easy to add like a flashy particle effect to these big black monoliths. Because you're just rendering a cube. Who cares? And then, but like it completely ruins the fact that they're just these blank, faceless objects that have the minimal identifying information. And so you're left to just project onto them whatever. Uh-huh. You know, and then it completely throws that into the toilet, and it's just like, but what if they look like a gaming computer? Hell yeah, get those uh-huh. LEDs in there. Um, so, so, so let's see. So yeah, Willie, um, the the resistance that is now fighting nerve because Misato and Ritsuko realized that um, Gendo's objective is to cause the fourth impact and they don't want that so they're like fuck this we're doing our thing and so they capture Shinji and then he, try- he when he escapes they're like don't prop the Ava don't do this don't do that but they never explain why um, for, for, for plot reasons um, and so he doesn't trust them because they, they don't treat him like an adult they don't respect him, and so and he doesn't. Re- he doesn't. He doesn't trust his father because his father doesn't respect him. But he trusts Kaoru because Kaoru fucking treats him like a person. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how Kaoru gets him into the the Ava is by exploiting this affection for him, and I. And that was I think the seed. At least the seeds were there for it to be, for it to be. Better or at least different in, a, in an interesting way from the original series, where uh, what they what they I think were kind of inching towards was yeah, Kaoru developing this friendship and then using it to ultimately b- bring about Gendo's will. Um, but instead, instead the thing that they do, instead the thing that they do, <laughs> it's so much worse. Oh, I'm do so tell. mad about do this. Do tell. I'm so mad about this. Um, so they get in the Ava, and they go 
Yeah, and there's a bunch of other shit that, that happens that we might get to. Um, but ultimately, none of it is important. So they get in the Ava, and they, they go down with Rey into Central Dogma to go and retrieve the, the two spears. Dad, the spear of Longinius had a baby spear. Yeah, another spear that's never been mentioned before, didn't show up in the rebuilds before, didn't show up in the original series. It's just a new spear. There's a second spear now. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, and... Um, and so, and Kaoru has told Shinji that if they pick up these two different spears, then they'll, they'll be able to restart the world, um, and, and fix everything that Shinji's done wrong. And then they get down there. Right, because, Kaoru... yeah, because, because Kaoru, when Shin, because Shinji has tried to ask Rei what, like, what's happened in the 14 years since. He tried to ask Gendo, no one told him. Kaoru told him, or at least gave him a version, which was basically, you inadvertently caused the third impact and the destruction of, like, most of the people on Earth. Uh, and you should feel bad. Um, well, no, he and... didn't say that he should feel bad. I he know, actually, yeah, I he know. explicitly says that he shouldn't feel bad. Uh, but, he, but, but, uh, Shinji's like, racked with guilt, because he, at least in, inadvertently, um, did this so he's so the idea that he could reverse it is is pretty huge to him and so this these spears are for let's not ask why these spears are the the key yeah. to um... it doesn't matter <laughs> um and so yeah so so kaoru so then they go down there and then they're like walking on this mountain of skulls um and uh then Asuka and Mari show up and start fighting with Shinji. And all the while, Kaoru is doing, like, the fucking Gendo Akari thing where he's just, like, sitting there with his hands over his mouth and just, like, <laughs> thinking really hard. And he's just... Because he notices that the spears are identical and there should be two right. different spears. Right. And then he's like, Shinji, we shouldn't do this because it will be a mistake. There's supposed to be two different spears. And then Shinji is like, how about I do anyway? And then he does it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. they couldn't so think of an actually good reason to cause right. the fourth impact to like like good character motivation for Shinji. Like, so they just had because they didn't want Kaoru to be actively lying to Shinji. Because I don't because you said that Kaoru is exploiting Shinji. I don't think that's true. Um like I don't like Kaoru is for all intents and purposes in that last scene trying to get Shinji to not do the thing that he's yeah, about to do. Yeah, yeah. And then Shinji just does it anyway even though the only person in the whole world he trusts is saying don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And then like, he does it of anyway. All, of all Shinji's things, like, like that sort of obstinate recklessness is not really part of his character. No, that's, it's nothing like his char- <laughs> like his character has been has been developed before. And then he pulls out the spears, and the fourth impact starts, and he's like, "Is this my fault?" <laughs> because I pulled out the spears, and I'm just like, "Yeah, it's your fucking fault, you fucking idiot, you absolute moron." And then Kaoru is like, no, it's not your fault. And it's like, yeah, it is. It's obviously his fault. It's obviously his fault because you told him I should do it and he did it. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Uh. And there's a bunch of fucking bullshit animation that sucks. And fucking Shinji fucking feeling really bad for doing a stupid thing that he was told explicitly not to do. Because at the very least, the first time when he caused the third impact, he was trying to do a good thing and he didn't know it was going to be bad. Now he's yeah. been explicitly told that it will be a disaster if he does it. And then he does it anyway because he's an idiot. Ugh. Yep. Um, and then the, the the fourth impact is averted and then... Uh, like How is it afraid again? I've already forgotten. Uh, I watched this, I watched this uh, Kaoru, last night. Kaoru sacrifices himself by putting on the collar. Oh, right. So he he, he takes the, the, the trans oh, the, collar. The, 
the choker uh, and then and then puts it on himself and then uh and then it kills him during the fourth impact in the So the collar was like some was like a safety measure that with Misato had like a detonator so it would just like fucking blow your sh- head off if she pushed the button uh, and it was supposed to keep Shinji from piloting Ava, but he escaped too quickly and went out of range. So she, so she hesitated because she still ha- she still cares about him. And so by the time she worked up the nerve to kill Shinji, he was out of range. Uh, and so somehow she gets within range, even though they're down deep in the central dogma. And she pops Kaoru's head and blood everywhere. It's just, you know, really awesome. Uh, yeah, and then and, yeah, and then the fourth impact is averted, and then Shinji's entry plug falls out of the Eva, and then Asuka comes and gets him and Ray, and then they walk off yeah. into the sunset. Yes. Um, Shinji's just like an end of Eva. He's just a completely useless ball at that point. Just completely useless. And and so she's he, just she's just like she just has to like push roll him <laughs> roll him down the hill basically. Yeah, and then Shinji, and then it's like when she goes to get Shinji, she like stands at his entry plug and looks at him and says, "All you do is think about yourself. You think shutting up is the answer." And it's like, why? Do, I mean, like that makes sense for end of Ava Shinji, but here <laughs> yeah. Shinji has done nothing wrong except at the very end of the movie where he did a very stupid thing that he knew was wrong. Um, like it's it's none of this movie has Shinji behaving in a way that is is not understandable or is not. You know, if you didn't want Shinji to go with Nerve, don't be an asshole to him. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, he didn't... If anything, it's the people at Vil, Villa, or whatever, uh, to who, who need... Willy! Willy, uh, <laughs> who, 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 like, are actually the ones who need to learn a lesson, or yeah. who, who need character growth. And Shinji has no opportunities for character growth because he the only people who interact he, who interact with him are people who either forgive him his every his every discretion uh or his every indiscretion and then like and are just nice to him forever like Haru is or everybody else who's an asshole to him for no reason. Yep. You know, it's 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 like he has no op- he just doesn't interact with anybody like there's nothing there's nothing in this movie. It's just it's it's an, an empty it's an empty trash. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. It's so bad. Do not watch the rebuilds of Evangelion. Ugh. Ugh. But do watch End of Ava. Do watch End of Ava. Yeah, End of Ava's great. Um, okay. okay. I think there's a ton more shit in 3.0. Like, that's my problem with, with 2.0 and 3.0 is that they're, they both have, like, interesting scenes and, like, interesting specific lines and ideas. Like, we didn't even talk about the fact, like, the, the point at which, like, Shinji gets, like, a new shirt put through the th- slot in his door. And oh, and then he, like, puts right. it, and then he puts it on, he's like, this is too big for me. And then he looks at it and says, Toji Suzuhara on the inside, and it's like, does that ever come back? Of course not. Why would it? No. Who cares? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's so weird. So fucking weird. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But, uh, let's see. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a bad it's such a bad movie. It's a bad <sighs> bad movie. I hear you typing. I hope you're not looking at my anime list reviews. No, I was not. I was I was not typing. I was going through my screenshots to see if there's anything that I forgot. <laughs> um, no, we're absolutely not doing my anime list reviews. There'll be too many reviews to read, and I'm too mad already. Um, do you have a book to recommend? I do. So I thought I'd treat you this time with a book that you might actually enjoy. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned I mentioned it at one point earlier, but um, "Slow River" by Nicola Griffith. Yes, uh, it's a 
I guess I mean I would I would, I would call it cyberpunk in 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 the in this in the spirit of of the definition that you've given of like high tech and low life. Yeah. Um, so it's told from the point of view of uh, Lorian uh, or Lore, uh, who is this who's this rich girl who grows up leading kind of this charmed life as the kind of the favorite child of these biochemical uh, uh, magnets. And so they, they've um, kind of patented these, this technology for purifying water that's basically required everywhere now. And so they're as rich as God. And she's um, has this kind of charmed childhood of growing up to kind of inherit the company. And then, she's kidnapped when she's 18 held for ransom for several weeks at least and then her identity chip which is basically all her like legal identification and legal standing in in the world is is stripped from her and she's dumped into like the slums uh and she's picked up by this this sketchy woman uh whose name i'll not mention because it pissed you off last time uh (laughs) Her name and, is Spanner. It's yeah, so dumb. Her nickname is Spanner, and she's like a, a hacker who who steals people's identities and and is is just kind of an asshole. Uh, but she takes in lore and and gives her a place to live. She takes in they, lore like we have just done consuming hours of Ava content. Hey. And so it's basically basically it's it's about lore trying to find a new identity and trying to kind of reconcile her past life with what she's now learning as a, as a member of kind of um, the underprivileged. Um, And it's really good. I should, I need, there's a content warning if, if anyone's interested in reading it, that it does deal with not just suicide, but also the sexual abuse of children, which uh, never like graphic descriptions, but it's, it's, it's definitely part of the, of the plot. Um, And so it's good. It talks about, it's it's about class and, and, and gender. It's it's very gay. Um, The only thing I guess that kind of made me pause was that it's some, it's not always clear if it's, if it, like it, it, it deals with sex work at one point because um, the, the lore and Spanner um, are running low on money, um, mostly because Spanner's um, drug addiction is getting worse, and so Spanner basically ropes her into doing sex work, um, and Lore perfectly understandably is feels terrible about it. Like um, she, she feels shitty about her body and everything afterwards. Um, but Spanner doesn't, and it's not always clear. Like Lore, Lore the character thinks that Spanner should feel bad about doing sex work. Basically, um, it's not always clear how much that perspective is shared by the author, um, which is which is kind of a, a a hazard of writing fiction from the point of view of of privilege. Um, is that you the what you should be doing at least at least as part of it is is deconstructing that privilege and so um but there's always the tension of representing this privileged person and making and and your if especially if it's a first person of your perspective and their perspective um 
because Nicola Griffith has written, I like most of her things. She uh, wrote a book called Hild, which is extremely different. It's a historical novel about St. Hilda, who was a 7th century saint. Um, that sounds more like something you would read. Uh, Hild is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, but it's also told from the point of view of someone with relative privilege. She's effectively royalty. I mean, she's still a young girl in a in the 7th century, so she uh, is marginalized in many ways, but at one point she owns slaves and stuff. But it, 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 it very explicitly kind of grapples with her power and giving it up and um, learning to use it in less destructive ways. But this is a, it's, it's, it's a, uh, Slow River is one of her earliest books. It came out in, I think, 95. Um, but I liked it a lot. Um, All right. So that was, that was, say the title again? Uh, Slow the River author? by Nicola Griffith. Slow River by Nicola Griffith. All right. Uh, I'm going to recommend a book about a teenage boy with a distant father and no knowledge of his mother. Huh. Uh, stopping if it sounds familiar. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> um, it's uh, Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami. Um, so I, I literally, I'm recommending it cause, uh, literally cause that is shared with Shinji. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, so Kafka on the Shore is not, it's not one of my favorite Murakami books. I like it less than Hardboiled Wonderland, which I've recommended previously on the show. And I like it less than, um, uh, The Wind of Bird Chronicle. Uh, I like it more than One Q84, I think. Um. It's hard to say, uh, but I, I think I like it more than one QA four. Um, and then I like it way. I like all of those books way more than Norwegian Wood, which is uh, a book by her, her uh, Marikami that you should not read. Okay. Uh, I, I will not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, Kafka on the Shore is a book about a teenage boy who hates his dad and decides to run away from home, and he goes to and starts working and living in this like rich woman's like library um in in a faraway rural town um and and he's it's called kafka on the shore because his name is not kafka but he starts he goes by the name kafka um and uh it's less about kafka and more it's less kafka and more uh fuck who's the guy who wrote oedipus the king what's his fucking name uh sophocles sophocles yes <laughs> um okay. yes it's less kafka and more sophocles uh generally um so yeah so he moves into this library and starts doing some some work uh sort of around the place and this is sort of intercut with this and and sort of developing a relationship with the head librarian there and with the woman whose family owns the library um and uh, it does, and and sort of slowly comes to believe that the woman who owns this library is his mother, and uh, then this is this is sort of cut together with in a sort of classic Murakami style, sort of flip sl- switching between alternating chapters or alternating stories of this guy who is like he's a truck driver and he meets, um, or so initially it's this guy and I forget his name, God, um, but he is sort of a. An older man who lives in a small neighborhood in Tokyo and suffered a, a strange accident when he was a child 
uh, that left him with absolutely no memory of the first, like, ten or so years of his life, including, like, all of the skills that he had. So he still doesn't, he doesn't know how to read. Um, he doesn't know how to speak very well. Um, he, he, like, so he's basically just like a, like a, a, a child in a very old man's body. But everybody in the neighborhood likes him, and he has the, the gift to talk to cats. <gasps> uh, and so he, he employs this in, in running it. He, he, he plies his trade, uh, with a business of finding lost cats. Um, where he, he will, he will go to people who have lost cats and he will say, I can help find your cat. And then he'll ask around at the cats in the neighborhood if they've seen the cat. Um, <laughs> and so he runs into, uh, and so his half of the, no- both halves of this novel are wild in, in unique ways. And his half of the novel is wild in that, uh, this, his sort of inciting action is that while he is, he is going after a cat, um, he stumbles upon the house of a man named Johnny Walker, um, <laughs> which, for those of you who do not know, is a brand of whiskey. Uh, and that, and not only is he named Johnny Walker, he looks like the the logo for Johnny Walker. Um, and Johnny Walker uh, mur- uh, is murdering, is capturing and murdering neighborhood cats in an <gasps> attempt to like use their hearts to make a flute that he can play to gain eternal life. Oh no! That's terrible! Uh, so, Why would you do that? And Johnny Walker, and so it, this guy, the the protagonist of Johnny Walker, just like sitting in his office, he's just like, well, I'm going to murder this cat in front of you. There's a knife right there. You can kill me at any point. Um, just know that if you don't, I will kill this cat. Uh, and so then the guy picks up the knife and, and murders Johnny Walker. Um, Good. And, that's, and, that's sort of the, and that's sort of the inciting incident is that then he decides, well, I've just murdered a man. Uh, never mind the fact that he is a whiskey mascot. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go off uh, and try to escape this to, to escape Tokyo because I'm probably going to be wanted by the police. Um, and so then he meets a truck driver um, and they go on an adventure together. Uh, a sort of magical realist adventure. They meet Colonel Sanders, uh, who is a pimp. Really? Um, yeah, it's... That's wonderful. So yeah, and so it alternates between that story, where they go on this weird magical realist adventure that is is also is also a like very whimsical uh, critique and exploration of capitalism, with, uh, with this like weird Oedipal story of this teenage boy trying to figure out who his mom is, and working in a library and like want and staying in a cabin in the woods, it's it's good. Um, it's a it's a pretty good book. Uh, it's, it's a funny, it's a, yeah. funny story. I I hadn't heard of that book in in two thousand six uh, when I was an angsty sixteen year old who listened to weird music. <laughs> and there's this song um, by the well, the band Sound Team, which doesn't exist anymore. The song on one of their albums called No More Birthdays. That has a line that's <laughs> that's just Kafka on the shore, <laughs> and so and then I was at some, a friend's birthday party and they got they got this, the book for and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what? Who's referencing who here? What's going on? Uh, but I don't know if I don't know if anyone now would think that that song is good. I still think it's good because I listened to it a shit ton at a formative period in my life. Um, I think the whole album's very good, but it's 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 very wonky and weird. So who knows? Wonky and weird is good. Well, uh, put it on the show notes. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
so, so that's that's my recommendation. It's it's Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami. Um, I I will also put a content warning on this, I guess, for uh, cat murder. And as as is the the and sort of a lot of a, a decent amount, like not a ton, but the violence that is in this book is very gruesomely described. And then uh, a general content warning for any Murakami that you read that. Uh, he does. He writes a lot about sex. He writes a lot of sex scenes. Not all of them are good. Um, a lot of them are kind of horrific. Um, and uh, if so, a content warning for sex scenes written by a man. Yeah, a content warning for sex scenes written by Haruki Murakami. Um, <laughs> specifically, specifically, yeah. Um, he's like, it, there's some website that ru- that runs an award uh, for worst sex scene. In, in a novel, uh, and, he, and every year he releases a book, he wins. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, yeah, you've really sold me on this. Uh, I will say that the sex scenes not usually supposed to be sexy. Um, they're usually they're usually mildly or extremely horrific. It's the part of the reason why I say Norwegian Wood is very bad is because that book contains a lot of sex scenes where what happens is that the the male protagonist is so good at sex that the women decide they're never going to have sex again because it could never be that good. That uh, that is oh that's a big mood right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, he doesn't write. Fortunately, instead, it's mo- it's been mostly sort of like horror sex since then, which he's much oh, better at writing. So he, he learned uh, his lesson. Yeah. And I guess more specifically, uh, being that this is an Oedipus, an Oedipus story, there is a, a content warning for incest, just a tiny right. bit. But it's also with a ghost. Um, oh, word. So, you know, go, you know. ghost incest. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so that's been our show. Alex, what are we going to watch next month? I think it's time for something Monty Python voice completely different. <laughs> Therefore, I'm so scared. Uh, we're gonna watch a place further from the universe. Oh shit! A place okay. further than the universe. Okay, I've um, never seen this before. It just came out last year. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the only like very good anime of the past that I've that, that I've seen that has been released in the past decade. Uh, I forget the director. We'll have to look it up. Um, uh, we can look it up right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Tell me what her name is. Uh, uh, Atsuko Ish- Ishizuka. All right. Uh, uh, it's also produced by Madhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there is, it's being a modern anime, there is computer animation and 3D, but it's it's much less ugly than most. So, so, Thank yeah, goodness so for that, right? So we're going to watch A Place Further in the Universe next month. Uh, so you can email us at animeisfordurst at gmail.com. Nobody ever does, but it's there. It's an option. Uh, you can tweet <laughs> at us at animeisfordurks. You, uh, you can mastodon at us. Uh, you can toot at us, excuse me, uh, at animeisfordurks at skeleton.cool. Um, you can... What else can you do? What else can you do to us? You, can't you do can yell at us. me on Twitter... Yes personally without the uh buffer of the show account uh dun 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 that's d-u-n-n uh my mastodon uh is also 
regret, uh, unwisely public, uh, Catalina at selfie.army, selfie with a Y. And what about you? Uh, you can you can tweet at me at prophet underscore goddess. Uh, you can tweet at me at prophet underscore goddess at skeleton dot cool. Uh, you can find my video games at prophet goddess no underscore dot itch dot io. Um, prophet goddess no underscore. That's a name. <laughs> that's what they call me. Pro- please, Prophet Goddess No Underscore was my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Prophet Goddess Camel Case. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks everybody for listening. This podcast has gone on for too long. Uh, so next next episode will be back to more normal length. Much like the Ava franchise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, next time, we'll be, I, I imagine our next episode will probably be at least an hour shorter than this one. Yeah, I would be um, surprised if it if it was even close to two hours. Uh, so yeah, bye everyone. All right, good night. Good night. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>